All right, guys, there has been plenty of remakes and redos of movies over the past couple years where we take, you know, classic franchises or flicks and, and turn them into modern retellings. What more modern movie would you like to see maybe remade as a an old 50s, 60s or 70s style uh, demake? I've got it. OK, it came to me really easily. I thought that was the movie. It came to me and I was like, <laughs> I don't know that one. It's a deep cut. Uh, Scream. I would like to see Scream done in the Italian Giallo style. Dario Argento's my big f- Italian uh, <laughs> screaming, my big, screaming my movie. Big name name one knife. other Italian horror person right now. Go. Uh, Fulci. There you, go. there you go. Okay. I'm glad you got the two that are known. <laughs> awesome. I, I know can see that. That actually would work really well. Think about all the oversaturation of the colors, mm. you know. I think all the crazy camera work. We'll just have a, a plot that you can barely understand like all Giallo movies. <laughs> He's got I a lot of it. Flashing and stuff in his movies yeah. too. And it's going to be Billy Loomis's florist and his 11 kids. So we're going to have 12 <laughs> ghost face this time. All right. And we're not going to do just one at a time. Oh, is it just one guy pretending, you know, three people pretending to be one? No, we're getting multiple stabs at a time. Four ghost faces on screen. Good luck now, Gail, making bad decisions. Oh, it's like a squad of ghost faces. Yes. I like yeah. it. And at the very end, we're going to have a nice Suspiria style dance ballet <laughs> resurrection of Billy Loomis. And he comes back and he's a literal ghost face. He said nice Suspiria Ballet as if that Suspiria Ballet was worth it. It was good. Come it on. It was good, yeah. I actually really like the remake, so yeah, I got no other Technically fine, you know? Yeah. So that's my idea. I think it would work perfectly. That's really good. I, I didn't even I go that. down that route, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a guest on the... Uh, hold on, let me introduce you. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop talking, Leroy. This is a podcast. No talking. <laughs> uh, we have a guest on the podcast again. Um, it's becoming more of a regular thing, but we have back on the podcast, Leroy. That's it. I got it. Leroy. That's what's cool. up, man? Welcome back, dude. I know I'm back after a whole pandemic, y'all. It's been like... I've, I've not only just been through a pandemic and not been here. I've got two kids now. Last what? time I was here... I was driving a hatchback. Now I'm driving a hybrid minivan. What's, wow. a, what's a Fortnite? How long is a Fortnite? Has it been longer than that? <laughs> yeah. Are they your kids or did you steal them? They are my kids. Okay, I'm good. pretty sure. We haven't we haven't gone on more yet or anything like that. We can't go on Springer because he's dead now. R.I.P. Yeah. Rest in power. King. Jerry. But, Jerry. but uh, yeah, this is this is Leroy that you're hearing. And my... so <laughs> Did you just introduce yourself? I just introduced you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. I kind of like his I, version It's been a while. I, I got to give while. myself... Okay. got to give him options, you know, when he edits this. As you guys may or may not know, I'm Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know why I can my, my mind couldn't get past this one, but I was thinking about one movie that would probably be a controversial remake or demake, I guess, in this instance, but would be fun to watch would be Hereditary. And I've in you know, walk with me here, work with me here. Okay. I'm thinking hereditary. You're going to have to if we're using hereditary. I know. Mm-hmm. Boom! Uh, but like in a, <laughs> yeah, I also picked it because Gary hates it. That's why. No, I, I picked choice. it because, because yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see hereditary done like a Polanski kind of way, like a Rosemary's baby, you know, really high drama. Um, even slower burn. Slower burn. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like it kind of lends itself easily to that kind of atmosphere where it's like maybe gothic horror of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Like that, the witch, but even slower. Even slower. Yeah, slower and less than happens the witch. Yeah. And everything happens in like last Yo, wait, minutes. hold on. I get bullshit for Hereditary, but John has had a hard on for the witch for like four seasons well, of this podcast that movie now. sucks. Oh, man. No one's busting his balls. <laughs> that's a great movie though, man. No, but seriously, I, I for some reason, I, I can't, my mind can't get past the idea of like, it'd be kind of interesting to see Hereditary done in this old old 70s fashion. Even I think slower the styles burn. work really well. I think it would. That, I, I think, think if you're would. going to do anything with Hereditary, that's probably one of the only ways you could do it and yeah. make it not seem like 
you're going for something stupid and campy. <laughs> exactly. I would actually love to see that end scene inside of the, the tree house. Yeah. With oh, all the yeah. uh, cultists in there. That would yeah. be really cool in the Polanski style. So I someone okay. fire up mid journey and like just shove it in. We the don't support AI on this podcast. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> That's right. a good one, man. That translates really well, I think. I, yeah. I think it would. Yeah. This is a good cold open. Yeah. I'm liking this. John. <laughs> don't worry. I'm here to bring it way down. <laughs> don't worry. So, I'll bring it way up. Okay, good. Right. I had a really hard time with this and didn't come up with my movie till about five seconds ago. But then it came to me like that. Top Gun. In a 50s style, I would love to see a World War II with the Spitfires and the Mustangs. Uh, you know, that'd be awesome. So you just want a 50s war movie. Hell yeah, but in the Top Gun fashion, right? Where they have what to is go the Top Gun fashion? Okay, yeah. great. Uh, lots of music <laughs> that that is very bassy and makes you want to drive a motorcycle. So we're probably doing doo-wop in this one? Uh, it'd have to be something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, or like a like a real big band no, swing. Goose, Iceman, and Maverick are in a doo-wop band in their spare time. Instead of playing uh, volleyball. volleyball, they just basically go to the mall shop and do a little doo-wop. Yes. Love it. Yeah. So, you know, things like that. Uh, lots and lots of planes. That's really the main <laughs> thing. The actual story doesn't matter. It can just be Star Wars. And uh, <laughs> Is it jet fighter still or is it like biplane? That have to be uh, propeller planes. Okay. So the in between. We're not. We're, right. we're past biplanes in World War II, but we haven't got to jet fighters yet. So, Tora, Tora, Tora. Is that the one? Yeah. That old yeah. War from, yeah. Yeah. It'd be similar, but better. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I feel like for, for the film nerds, you want like Top Gun with Kenneth Onger directing. Is what it sounds like. Like I don't Scorpio know who that is, Rising. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said film nerds. Ladies and like, gentlemen, Leroy's back. <laughs> uh, so there's there's. I can't believe it took me so long to come up with. The, in fact, just Top Gun Generations. So then, it, you know, then we get like a Vietnam War one that could be real 70s and, and obviously they're disillusioned. But they got to come back for one more mission. Do you have a name for this? Yeah, Top Gun. What about 50s? <laughs> what about First Gun? Oh, First Gun. First Gun. Bro, that's why you're the brains here. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Would it still be Russia or would it be a different country where that they're doing They'd be the, fighting the Germans in be, World War II. Yeah. Yeah. You said 50s. So we're past that. What's it? would be in the 50s style of a World War II uh, movie because okay. that's when they started. Yes, Ferdinand is on the loose and so we need you to stop him. <laughs> so, because that's when they made all I, their... I hate to break it to you, Mark. Nazis didn't stop existing after World War II. What? Right? We oh. solved the Nazi problem. <laughs> they're yeah. not around anymore. No, secret and Arctic base there you that go. they have to go take out <laughs> where Hitler 2 is, Hitler is being, is being this grown. Is part of the rap conspiracy I agree, if yeah. you haven't seen What about it? Hitler Jr.? Hitler, oh, HJ. Yeah. And once again, it falls on me to bring this podcast back to actually talking what we're supposed to talk about. Okay, so here's my choice. I actually had two that I couldn't really decide from at first, but I think I'm going to go with um, redoing the Lost Boys in a 50s style kind of rebel without a cause, yep. you know, kind of there feel, mm-hmm. you know, you got your beatnik style kind of thing. You know, the kids are, you know, troublemakers around town, you know, getting into like petty thefts, you know, really just kind of the same feel of Lost Boys, but just really take it back to that old, you know, black and white 50s kind of nostalgia. That would be really fun, I think, because the characters are also kind of sort of campy and, yep. you know, they think they're cool. And we saw that all the time in the 50s, you know, bad boy characters and stuff like that. You can make like on the road, but as everyone's vampires, Kerouac's a vampire. <laughs> Like everyone's just a different, vampire. Different, different decade. I was going to say. But yeah. I, like, I like what you're going with. Before you move on to your next one, now the only thing I really want to see, and I know it's not the same time period. Is but Top Gun mixed with Lost Boys. <laughs> is a vampire Henry Winkler. 
Oh man, like okay. a, a, a vampire awesome. Fonzie. Yeah, okay. okay. Dick Van Dyke vampire dad. You know, yeah. yeah. There you like go. Like, uh, we get <laughs> Dracula dead and loving it with Henry Winkler. Yes. Back then. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> the other one I thought of was maybe like a Blair Witch done in like the psychedelic '60s style, because <laughs> they're in the woods. You know, you can get like maybe they're doing drugs, and you get yep. a little like like, like kind of that real, just kind of trippy. Like, wow, what is real? What isn't? Yep. Um, that definitely kind of falls into your Suspiria mm-hmm. kind of time frame. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I just imagine someone having to rotate like their little handle as they're filming in the woods the whole time. <laughs> Bring me another canister. Yeah. But I thought that might be an interesting idea, but I definitely would go with like the more 50s Lost Boys style. I dig it. Well, once again, we're just a fountain of information and ideas. <laughs> Should mm-hmm. we sing Hollywood get at us in the, the doo-wop style? Hollywood. Hollywood. The Grape Talk Podcast. Yeah, listen, there's nobody more tone deaf on planet Earth than me. Creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined with Garrett and John, and we welcome back Leroy. What's up, y'all? How you guys been? Exceptional. Whoa, Whoa holy yeah, fuck. I know. Just coming out hot, doing great. I, I can feel it. You're resonating Thank right you. now. Yeah, well, you know, it's just uh, been beautiful weather. And you guys been... wonder why I cut off the sleeves of my shirts. I gotta sit next to this <laughs> right here. Well, awesome. What have you guys been up to since last time? And Leroy, you've been gone a long time, so let's keep that last time maybe in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you like a quick version of it. Last time I was here, I think we just bought our house. It's been a whole pandemic since I've been here. Can plus, we do the 60 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone get a timer going. Uh, yeah, I've got two kids now. I'm, I'm a dad, it's just, which is nuts. Well, congratulations, my yeah. friend. Went to, uh, went to COVID with a, with a baby and came out with two toddlers now. They're both three and a half and 18 months for people who care. And uh, yeah, I came in last time with a with the hatchback, and now I've got a hybrid minivan. So you know the globe's real. Yeah, man, it's, it's growing it's up. <laughs> Is your house in the suburbs yet? Oh yeah, it's okay. been in the suburbs. Okay, you were already there. Okay. <laughs> I was already there. And that's, Good deal. And now we got the, kids in there. The picket fence, white. It's not a picket fence. It is a wood fence, though. Okay, so close go. enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we are in the country. This is Texas, after all. Pine, oak, Pine. cedar. What are we talking here? It's all three. Welcome we back to Finn's Talk. <laughs> well, if you need help paint it white, John is ready. Yeah, there you go. Am I? <laughs> He's ready to whitewash your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, yeah, I've been pretty good. I mean, you know, again, pandemic with kids is kind of hard. We've all been through it. But otherwise, I'm still here, still standing. Have not gotten COVID as far as I know the whole time. So oh. well done. You. Thanks. We'll see if we can <laughs> change that. <laughs> You're a rare breed, sir. Yeah, I know. And uh, and yeah, so it's been nuts, but I'm glad to be here. Have you watched anything recently that you would <laughs> recommend? I literally if you made had a to list. pick three things <laughs> that you would like to talk about briefly. Actually, I'm going to recommend Beyond the Infinite in two minutes, just because it's a genre film. It's a sci-fi film. Probably not a lot of people have seen it or heard of it, but it's a Japanese movie. And the whole premise is uh, some dudes living above a cafe. He's got a camera set up. And he notices that his camera looks two minutes into the future when he views it through a monitor. And then the whole movie is literally just that premise. It's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode, but a little longer. Where was this on? I think I've seen this. It's pro- I have no idea what it's been on, but I know you can find it on TV right now. I swear now. to God, I've seen this movie. You, yeah. 
It's, it came out a little while ago, didn't it? It came out a while ago. Yeah, okay. It's kind of, it's still kind of fairly new. So newer than when I was last on here. Yeah, but someone recommended like, this to me and I actually, it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. That sounds almost as good as the early edition. Love that show. Where's Great. the man that gets the newspaper oh, a day right. early. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, but it's a lot God, of fun. That's a deep cut. <laughs> that was a nice cat on we the show, right? We all caught that cut yeah. though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that one, uh, I'm going to recommend, let's see here, uh, Soylent Green, even though it's an old movie. Hell yeah, Soylent Green. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Spoilers, John. <laughs> it's people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's people. But I'm going to recommend that just because it's like, it kind of hit different in a pandemic when you're watching it. And it's like, oh yeah, uh, climate change. Uh, mm. I think life. a lot of those movies hit differently now, especially yeah. any of the virus-based ones. Anything wow. virus-based, anything like, yeah, anything yeah. like that. Definitely and can't go. People would never be that dumb because turns out, yes. <laughs> yes, yes yeah. they can. <laughs> They'll be very pro-pandemic people, like pro pro-virus. I'll, and I'll also top it off with, because uh, I don't know if you all have mentioned this one. Maybe you have. I think it'd be a fun one to watch. Uh, actually, maybe you might have mentioned it, Mark. One Cut of the Dead, mm. a really fun zombie film. I guess these are all kind of like, the, everything I'm recommending is some sort of you know weird mess with your head kind of yeah. idea movie. And, one, uh, one Cut was really cool. I had to give it two watches because I didn't get it to the end. See, that's you know? the thing, is you watch movies part like part of the time right true but i actually gave up on it yeah and i was exactly. like no hold on i'm gonna go back and give it the chance it, it, you have to stick to the end for it all to make sense exactly this is one of the movies you have to actually sit and watch some i'm curious i was funny to me because because it's like you watch movies partly at a time so knowing that like you probably cut it off at like the worst possible time to cut it off absolutely yes yeah, so i watch <laughs> movies in 25 to 30 minute bursts yep like like uh tv shows yeah, oh, yeah. time for another episode <laughs> the problem is that this movie changes every 25 to 30 minutes so oh, wow. it's like it's kind yeah. of funny you know? it's really good you should give it a chance i think it's still on shutter yeah i'll so. actually make one more recommendation this is not a horror film but because of the way you watch movies as a reminder leroy can't count folks i know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh uh, we watched Lord of the Rings, the extended versions, but if you go online, there's people who recommend watching it like a TV show where you cut it, cut it up in like hour. It mm. surprisingly lends itself into hour increments. Okay. And can we make our own little last time on the Lord of the Rings? You totally course, can. Yeah. And it's the monsters cutting <laughs> these movies into pieces. Enjoy it, the experience. It actually shockingly works really well because it makes you appreciate it more when you're like, oh man, like suddenly like every little detail that comes back and everything from like the th- in the third film that was in the first film i don't know everything about I it i believe it because like i also have kids so the luxury of watching yeah, a no, I, got movie, you. I got you i got you it's not, not my problem you yeah. fucked up <laughs> at three hours i don't give a shit about the ending of return yeah. of the king i'm like all right enough with the hugs all right <laughs> tiktok has ruined y'all uh i didn't look i was the guy who stood up at the first fake ending of return of the king all right and that was yo the 2005 or whatever yeah. Yeah. i'm assuming the hobbits made it back out I don't fucking care. <laughs> what movie ends with five fades? A Peter Jackson one. That's yes. which one. Well, I do definitely own the extended cut on Blu-ray, so I'll give that a shot next time I watch it. It's, it's fun. It's fun to watch it that way. Trust me. All right. John? Uh, I've watched nothing. <laughs> Good. Leroy watched a lot for us. Garrett? I actually started the Resident Evil 4 remake, or the, the yeah, the remake game on uh, PS4. Oh, nice. So I was up till um, 7 a.m., playing that last night and you've gone on record saying that you're not a big fan of four so what do you think of the I, remake well i had to watch the blob after doing that so i was up <laughs> till about 9 a.m this morning so i'm on like oh four hours God. of sleep you guys obviously good enough to keep me playing until like yeah. 7 a.m um i oof it's scarier than i remember it's got a lot more jump scares than I remember. I, I can't stand Leon Kennedy as a main character. So annoying. If you wanted to put Keanu Reeves in your video game, just ask Keanu Reeves to be in your video game. Well, when um, that came out, he was probably a lot more expensive. That's than what I'm now. saying. But like, I, I do like I do like Leon's um, the way he talks about situations a lot more realistic than like Jill or um, Chris, who are like, "Man, we got to do something about this." And Leon's like, "Fuck, that's messed up." But I'm like, "Agreed." Yeah. 
Um, game handles really well. I'm really happy. I haven't touched it since GameCube, so I'm really enjoying the experience again. I've done that. Um, also went back and finished up that uh, Chucky series on sci-fi. I need right. to get back to that. guess it's not on sci-fi. USA. Anymore, USA. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still pretty good. It's fun. It's definitely kind of leaning into more of like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if dot, 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 which I think TV shows need to kind of sometimes steer back from a little bit. But this week, though, Mark. This week? Oh, wait. We're not doing weekly. We do bi-weekly. Yeah, this yeah. time. This episode. This, this episode. installment. Ooh, installment. I like that. Okay, that installment. sounds classic. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. You can also listen to our podcast in small chunks <laughs> if you want to listen 10 minutes at a time. It's recommended that way. You appreciate the details. Okay. Almost certainly that's how people listen to podcasts, so I hope so. John, what are we doing on this installment of the Grave Talk podcast? The Blob, which From? was my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know David Harbour auditioned to be the Blob in the X-Men movie? Did he no really? Shit. Yeah. He walked <laughs> in. Uh, so the, the, the stories would be true. He walked in. He put on a bunch of weight and he walked in and was like, I got your blob right here and lifted up his shirt and jiggled his belly, supposedly. And they were like, he's too big for the role because he had to fit in prosthetics or something like that. So he didn't get the role. Oh, wow. Was this in the 2000 one? I think it was in the, the later ones whenever okay. they brought him in for like the um, it was three. Yeah. It's too blobby to be the blob. I didn't know David Harbour was in. Was he in anything? I don't think I don't know if he was in it, but he didn't get the yeah, role. OK. He, he auditioned, though. That's incredible. That's a great audition. Uh, from 1988, to go back to your question. That's how John auditions uh, for uh, auditions for jobs. I guess interviews is the yes. proper word there. Look, if they don't handle me at my jiggling stomach, they don't get me at my shirtless Tuesdays. So, Your loss, America. All right. I think this episode's over now. Yeah. Some HR group is just signing relief right now. Like, oh, thank God. Dodge that bullet. So 1988's the blob, right? Oh, wait, yeah. did you say 88? Yeah. yeah 88. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was 83. It was a good year for hip hop and good year for movies too. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. 1988. This one was directed by Chuck Russell. You may know him from other movies as the Scorpion King. Uh, the greatest of the mummy <laughs> movies. Eraser. Okay. The Mask starring Jim Carrey. Wow, man. Talk about a 180. And John, he directed one of your favorite movies ever. Top Night- Gun. Well, it, <laughs> close. close. The other one. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors. Correct. Yeah, the best of the franchise. So good job, dude. Uh, this was <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> Let's find him on Twitter and just say that. And don't, no other context. Um, this also has the uh, screenplay credits of Frank Darabont. We've mentioned him several times now. He was worked on The Mist, and he also was part of the uh, screenwriting credits for Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Yeah, and Shawshank Redemption. Right? Uh, a few characters right. um, from uh, Green Mile and um, The Mist make a return to this movie. So I think this, these people kind of work with some of the same crew. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a Wes Anderson situation, but it's definitely like um, the the sheriff in this was uh, from The Mist. The Mist, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Chuck Russell brings people. He's one of those guys who brings people with him. Nice. I like that, the Russellverse. The Russellverse, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey DeMunn is specifically the one you're talking about, Garrett. He's okay. also Dale in The Walking Dead. Yep. Which we oh, mentioned on that's the Mist. right. He is yeah. that. Which Darabon, I think, has done a lot of work for. This one stars Kevin Dillon, not to be mistaken with his brother, Matt Dillon. They looked very much alike at this age. Or the Marvel Punisher artist, Steve Dillon. Are they related? I have no idea. (laughs) All the Dillons are related. But you don't want to talk about comics. Or Bob Dillon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Different 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 spelling, spelling, but... uh, That's because he wanted to break out and do his own thing, so I get it. Kevin Dillon is Brian Flagg. Shawnee Smith is Meg Penny. Donovan Litch Jr. is Paul Taylor. Jeffrey DeMunn is Sheriff Herb Geller. Candy Clark is Fran Hewitt. Joe Seneca as Dr. Meadows, Del Close as Reverend Meeker. Leroy, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he star in the sequel to the original Blob? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in Son of the Blob, yeah. 
Is it called Son of the Blob? Or not Son of the Blob. I'm sorry. Beware of the Blob. That's it. Yeah. I was going to say Son of the Blob. I was going to lose my mind if they named it that. AKA Son of the Blob. Yeah, I think it I think it yeah. is. Is it really? It really is. It's, I think when it was like re-released or one of those things where they put it out again. Son that of the Blob. is insane to me. <laughs> wow. Who is um, Deputy Billy? Like that guy's been in a few things. Yes, that, um, he's next on the list here. We've got Paul McCrane as Deputy Bill Braggs. He was in ER. And RoboCop. And he was in RoboCop. Yeah. That's yeah. what I reckon. I was like, is that dude the dude from RoboCop? I was like, how do I remember this? <laughs> He's the toxic waste dude who yes. gets splattered yeah. by the car. Okay. And in this one, he gets cut in half or whatever. Yeah. We get sucked through that little window right, thing. Yeah. Yeah, broken, broken, I guess. Half, yeah. broken, Folded, if you will. Sharon Spellman as Mrs. Penny. Bo Billingsley as Moss Woodley. Art LaFleur as the pharmacist. Uh, you're in the weeds now, man. <laughs> Dude, the no. pharmacist is an important character. I have to. He's in so many things. Art LaFleur is one of oh, those the character pharmacist, The dad. Yeah, the yeah. dad. Oh, okay. ribbed. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is the pharmacist? Yeah, and I was like, He's oh, been in a hundred things. Yes. So if you see his face, you recognize yeah, him. Yeah, he did great. Um, I did want to mention that uh, one of the soldiers, he goes, he gets a name. He's like the only soldier name that the Dr. Meadows character talks to. His name's Jennings. His name is Robert Axelrod. He's the voice of Lord Zed in Power Rangers. Yep. I thought John might what? appreciate that. He's also okay. been in Tim and Eric a couple of times. Correct. Yeah, yeah. he's done a lot of skits for them. Yeah. He's oh. a weird looking dude, so perfect. Okay. It wasn't even <laughs> in costume for Lord Zed, so. <laughs> we did the voice. I know. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, this is at a 63% with critics and a 57% with the audience. Interesting. Huh. I thought that would have been a little bit higher with the uh, audience. Same. This movie was panned and flopped when it came out. Flop like a giant pink thing onto a body that dissolved. Okay. But wow, that was a real <laughs> stretch there, buddy, but mm -hmm. I like it. I got there. It Actually, was, there's a good reason to flop, not to interrupt you, but I mean. No, this is going to happen throughout yeah, the whole podcast, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, so yeah. go ahead. No, yeah. I mean, there's a good reason to <laughs> flop, though, because it, so it came out in like summer of 88, August 88, at the end of the summer. Here's what it was up against in theaters when it mm. came out. Like, it was up against Cocktail, the uh, Tom Cruise Tom movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Ooh. Die Hard, Big. <sighs> A Fish Called Wanda, Coming to America, and then shortly after, Mac and Me. So, you know, it had competition. <laughs> I would put the blob above Mac and Me a yeah. little bit. You know, well, Coming to America didn't do great in the theaters either. I don't think it did, but I mean, look at the competition. Like, all the no, theaters yeah. came out. Roger Rabbit was a fucking storm, yeah. man. You couldn't that get away from that one. thing. Yeah. yeah, And then on Cocktail top of that. was huge because that was when yeah. Tom Cruise was like sexiest man in America or some shit like yeah. that because Top Gun had already come out, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, in 86. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep going about no, Top no. Gun. I'll I, forget it. Why do you think I was looking at yeah, you, John? Yeah. You're happy anytime we can bring up Top Gun, aren't you? But we hey, had a Tom Cruise like fact a pig check. and shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, like I think TriStar got bought out or something like that and they they basically the producers or, or whoever was, was like CEO or managing TriStar didn't care to like promote anything coming out that they have no involvement in. So they had like hmm. zero promotion. So yeah, it was going to fail. That sucks. Well, that, that explains these numbers. It was made on a budget of $10 million and only brought in 8.2. Oof. So. Well, if you don't advertise. Yep. Yeah. You can't stop Roger Rabbit, though. No. Roger Rabbit. Neil huge. before the king. <laughs> yeah. Or coming to America. I can't believe that movie. Slot. It, it didn't do well. The, I mean, it That's did okay, incredible. but it was not like a, as, a successful hit as it was mm. after it like yeah. came out to people. That boy sure can sing. <laughs> Well, here's what the back of the VHS says about the blob. More graphically realistic than ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The blob is returned in this horrific tale about a vile, malignant life form that crashes to earth in a cozy rural American town. Malignant, nice. Called Arborville. Untroubled by conscience or intellect. Man, that's what I say about myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually untroubled by a lot of things. 
The blob does only one thing, and it does it well. It eats anything and everything that moves. Men, women, children, clowns, doctors, boats, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's moves? Mm-hmm. I think you may have lost the, the, the thread you were pulling there. All right, hold on. Uh, Grimace? There you go. Okay. I added a few. If you, you, got, you got me back. And tonight it wants to... Did you know the Grimace? Oh, I think we talked about this in the podcast. Did you know the Grimace is supposed to be a taste bud? Is that what he is? Yes. I thought it was just like some kind of monster. No, if you look up on their official, like one of the CEOs or something like that officially said that he's a taste bud. Well, that's well, fucking that's fucked weird. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're trolling us, but man, that's what they officially said. Huh. And tonight it wants to swallow our reveal whole. The original version of the blob thrilled and terrified audiences back in the 50s. Now the oozing gooey killer is back with a whole new high tech 80s look. <laughs> what was a swatch watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a slap bracelet. Yeah. What was once only suggested now comes to life in this visually gut-wrenching thriller in the tradition of such classic remakes as The Thing and The Fly. Okay. So. Not The Shining, though. Well, that was... I know. <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, every yeah, yeah. VHS box has to compare itself to. I'm about to say, we've made or that joke exorcist. like 90 times. You're going to look at me like I'm the crazy one for making it now. <laughs> well, okay. I was thinking like, when did The Shining get remade? In the 90s. <laughs> 90s, yeah. yeah. It's coming out in October, buddy. Did you know me shining? Yeah. yeah. Dude, we talked about this multiple oh, times. It's the shining I, this time. <laughs> I forget. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exorcist. The, did I say the shining? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The exorcist. My bad. Oh, yes. I'm Everything well aware of Did I say the, the shining earlier? You did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I meant to say the exorcist. <laughs> Why do you think I was confused? Yeah, we were all okay. shocked. Wow. You know what? I'm just a real asshole here. <laughs> no, you never. <laughs> Leroy, get the fuck out of our studio. Perfect. Uh, I meant that with sincerity, by the way. I know it didn't come off that way. So Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy says... After Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the thing, the fly, demonstrated that classic 1950s fantasy flicks could be reconfigured in new and exciting ways. The blob took a step backwards. What? Offering gory effects, but little else to absorb. Oh, I got to kind of so agree with them on I that. I wanted to ask you guys, like, where would you put this in the, like, the 50s remakes? And Leroy... You're a fan of the original, so maybe you can help us so, with some of that detail on the original. I had to look it up because I'm like, now when did the fly, the 80s fly come out? Apparently 1980. Oh, is, wow. That's pretty early. So 1980. Yeah. and then, That's Cronenberg, right? Yeah. And okay. then 82 or 83 was The Thing, which is the other thing that's mm-hmm. compared and to. And Body Snatchers was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And then this was 88, finally. So mm-hmm. uh, And the, the Body Snatchers we did was the remake, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll say that, I mean, this is obviously the weakest of all of those, but I think it also had maybe the weakest, like it, the premise is a blob that eats shit. Like what more do you want? It's not like the thing or the invasion of the body snatches, which has like this element of paranoia or this like uh, social commentary or whatever. I mean, it's the fucking blob, man. Like what do you expect out of this movie? Now, Leroy, you watched the original fifties one, right? Yeah, I've seen okay. the original fifties one. Is the same, is the same premise that we sent this thing into space and it came back with the, no, that's actually new in this film. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I want to ask because honestly man this is i hope this isn't controversial but like that's the only interesting thing in this movie for me i I love this movie fantastic time but again everything was so bare bones so plain so simplistic that i didn't give a shit about anybody i didn't really care about anything other than the movie like like the government got involved and i was like oh okay what's going to happen here where's the comeuppance for this it doesn't really pay off. There's a lot of threads that go nowhere in this movie. So I can see why critics would catch on to that and kind of jump into it. Now, is it a delightful time with great effects that I had a good time with? Yeah. But man, it is threadbare. 
what are these two kids supposed to do about the government creating <laughs> biological weapons? What are you like willing to do about the government? Two nineteen-year-olds, uh, literally nothing except complain about it and go uselessly vote every couple. Well, years. Are they younger than eighteen? Because he said, like, hey, you know, like to, to flag, he was all like, you know, like after this, you're going to real jail, not juvie, boy. Yeah, and so I was like, this guy's like thirty-six. <laughs> yeah, they were eighties teenagers, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. for sure. But no, they're supposed to be in high school. Well, the 50s is worse about that, where Steve McQueen's like looking like 40 and he's supposed to play a high schooler. <laughs> they all smoked Steve very McQueen's heavily. In the original? Steve McQueen's in the original. And that was his like, debut film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was his debut film. Oh, so wow. it's funny because the, the 50s one's worse about it, but also the 50s in general is worse about that kind of stuff. So so the difference between the two is that that is actually something from space, right? The blob yes. is a, an so, alien creature. Ni- yeah, 1958 blob, it's just, it's just from space. We don't know anything about its history or what. Any, you know, It just came from space, showed up, and that's it. Okay. Is there any other differences or is it kind of follow the same plot that we see here? So it's funny because, yeah, I would say for the most part, they're pretty much different movies, except for the premise of like, it's a creature from space that whatever eats people and and just grows. When did the original Star Trek movie come out? That's a With great feature because oh, that seven. might just be a fucking bite on this. <laughs> like oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder if this is just kind of like like oh that's a cool premise. Let's let's rock that. Yeah, and the original fifties film is more about just like these teenagers and like adults not believing them. It's a very talky movie, so like basically the whole movie's being it's it's talking. The actual blob monster is like five minutes of the film. <laughs> So this movie could have used a little more talking and character development, which is opinion. funny because it's like it's like the reverse with the original. And so I actually like the original and then I like this one, too. But it's funny because I feel like they're totally different movies. And I don't know if it's just because of the fact that I mean, yeah, like John said, what do you do with, with something like this? It's like you kind of just got to change everything. Well, that was kind of like the original thing versus yeah. the Carpenter remake. They were, they they were, they were the worlds apart, but it was like the same kind of concept. Right. Yeah. Which is great. I appreciate that in remakes. It's like, OK, they yeah. took the idea, but they did something different. With yeah, it. I'll be honest. I be upset if this was not the government thing like if this was just like oh it's an alien from outer space i would be le- i would be even more just kind of like eh with this movie but that really kind of brought me in i like right. that that interplay between the characters when that whole we'll get to it but i mean when that kind of played out yeah you probably though, you probably would not like the original yeah, at we all. are miles <laughs> apart on this there's uh oh, there's wow. drag there's like a fun drag race scene you know suddenly because you know it's 50s it's got 50s, a drag race. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i would i almost think it's a better story if it's just a this is just a shitty thing that happens like i kind of like that that sort of almost existential fear of like, yeah, you would just be going about your life, do nothing wrong, and then get eaten by a blob. And if I cared, <laughs> if I cared about the characters, yes, I would I would be okay with that concept as well. But again, I, th- there's no one in this movie that I literally gave a shit about. I couldn't disagree more. I actually think <laughs> these characters are perfect for yeah. the near perfect drive-in movie that this is. This is exactly what it's set out to be. It's what you want to see, just a monster eating stuff on screen. Like John said, there's nothing really to it, and that's fine. It's perfect. I actually like Flag. I liked Brian's mm-hmm. character. You liked Brian Flag? I absolutely yeah. did. I thought wow. he was great. He even had an arc. They managed to yeah. give a character an arc in this movie. Again, he's the only one that was like halfway decent, but like when they they forced the like love interest thing with him and Meg, I was like, get the fuck out of here. That was, was yeah. surface oh, level at best. He jumps out of the car and he's like, a cheerleader, Brian? Really? Like, it's like, bro. Like this, And when he's like, she's on the back of the motorcycle <laughs> in the sewer and he puts her arms around him and he goes, yeah. And he like looks down and smiles and like 
no. tightens up. I was like, bro. He's 17. <laughs> that took up three seconds of the hour and 34 let me, minutes let me, let me break something down for you, John. <laughs> if my life is in danger and a woman touches me, I'm not going to stop and be like, yeah, all right. Well, this okay, is it's way like more exciting. stopped and the movie spent five minutes. Like, you know. He but, got off the motorbike yeah, and winked. It Celine matter. Dion plays in the background. <laughs> it doesn't like, matter if it's five seconds or five minutes. Again, it just felt so forced and I really was not thrilled with some of the choices they made with uh, some of the characters. I, think I, I, actually, I absolutely love the fact that we were getting a little bit of, you know, chemistry with the mm-hmm. waitress and the sheriff. That, that was, was very I wanted that subtle. to go somewhere. And they kill them and I'm like, fuck, you know, no one's safe. That I do like this movie. Like every person who you think is going to be the hero just ends up dead 15 minutes later. That, yeah. You know what? you got to give it to this movie. If the blob has introduced into a scene, half your cast is getting killed in that scene. Oh, spoiler definitely. alert. Yeah. <laughs> There's no spoiler. I mean, that is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to happen. Crazy how much, how many deaths were in this movie? They Quite kill a, a you kid. You told me about this because yeah. I never seen it as a kid. And I couldn't remember it. And um, Mark, you were like, oh, it's really, really gory. And I was like, I don't know about, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. This does not play. And they kill a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Morally, he pops back up like, and yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> so uh, interestingly, uh, director Chuck Russell was working with Frank Darabont on this, and he originally wanted to make this before he went to work on on Nightmare on Elm Street, part three. He started making a script and gave it to New Line, and they were like, well, we're, we really don't give a shit about the blob, okay? <laughs> but we love your writing style, so why don't you take this Wes Craven uh, rough draft and give it a go? Hmm. So, Interesting. But we also do need to bring up the effects. I think for an 80s film, these effects hold up spectacularly. Except for the green screen at the end. <laughs> yeah. That's the only moment yeah. of this Something movie where I was like, oh, it is yeah. the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, yes. Like, it's really, really good. Do you have information on how this blob was created? Because, I do. Okay, good. Because the whole time, every time this thing came on screen, I was like, I want to know more. But I, like I said, it was also like you can make your 9 a.m. and I was not going to research <laughs> yeah. how this was going. Uh, so the man behind the effects team uh, who kind of managed the whole thing was 23-year-old Tony Gardner. He lied about his age to get the job. He had worked on a few things beforehand. Michael Jackson's Thriller, Aliens, The Return of the Living Dead, Harry and the Hendersons, and The Lost Boys. Uh, he was part of that crew. Okay. Um, so the blob in this one is actually a parachute-like material with veins spray-painted on it with a food-thickening agent, and then they just tie it into like this kind of Ew. gelatinous bag. I think it's supposed to be like silk. The material. Yeah, like a silk parachute. Well, it definitely bag. had like some <laughs> silk look to it yeah. at times, but I was like, that can't be silk. I mean... It was, yeah. Okay. That's how they did it, and I think it works really yeah, well. It looks yeah. great. Apparently, it was like a 200-pound like mass, though, <laughs> so it was really heavy. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it was heavy. There was like scenes that they were going to film. There's like an infamous scene they were going to film where they had to fill a truck with like milk and food coloring and, and some of that stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the, the stuff, truck, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Unfortunately, it's called methylcellulose is the thickening agent. Yeah, okay. thank you. That's important information. Yeah. <laughs> there was a leak, and apparently, like, the truck, like, leaked the whole thing overnight, so they couldn't film this one. Ah. There, were, there was going to be this big scene with a uh, flag in, like, a truck or something. He'd be trapped in, a, in something, and all these skeletons that'd be half-digested would be floating by on the windshield. Oh, kind of okay. like in the phone booth a little bit. Um, Which is my favorite kill of the whole movie. That yes. phone booth scene really? was fantastic. <laughs> That's your favorite yes. kill. I loved it. I like the okay. first one. Paul's. That was okay, my that favorite. That was really good, too. Yeah. Actually, Which one was, was the last one filmed? He was the, the football player that just goes... <laughs> the first guy who gets killed off. At, in the 
doctor's office. Although that was the old man. Well, he's technically, uh, technically the first one, yeah. but like the first time you see the blob kill someone is Paul. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And apparently that was like the big deal for them was filming that scene last because they wanted to have, make sure that like they had all the special effects figured out oh, all okay. of the thing. Cause the whole, the big deal for the special effects team was if we can make this first scene like top notch, uh, then people will be like bought in the rest of the movie. And I think they're right. Cause yeah. honestly it's an yeah. amazing scene. And this movie f- really flows pretty well. You know what I mean? Like they, you get introduced to these characters, they get attacked by the blob, the government shows up and then there's still a very amazing final fight with this thing at the end. And at any point I was like, okay, I'm starting to maybe my interest is going down a little bit. And then something happens. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm right back in. <laughs> um, Let's go. Oh, it's fight snow machine. All right. <laughs> sign me up. Leroy, do you have favorite kill? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, I would, I'd say between Paul or the phone booth. Cause both, I feel like the phone booth scene is the better scene to watch, but the, mm-hmm. uh, that, that special effects scene with Paul and everything's great. You know, like that. Yeah. They did their work there and they really brought you into the movie. It's pretty terrifying. There's so many to choose from. I mean, the <laughs> gal in the car that just goes, <laughs> yep. Uh, but her that face was effect was pretty oh, weak. Uh, Vicky? Yeah. Vicky, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, my kill was actually not like super gory and you didn't really see the blob in it, but it was my favorite kill in the whole thing is when Meadows gets killed. The Oh, yeah, where the blob comes out of the sewer and grabs him. Yeah. He has the gun and then it just rips uh, him straight down and his face, the way it like just, <laughs> it goes up into his mask and just sucks That's him straight. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was so scary to me. I was like, yeah. like the, the it, it dissolving my body doesn't freak me out. If at that point I'm in a blob, <laughs> screw it. <laughs> I had a good run, but being able to be like sucked into like a hole like that and like basically so quick and so effortlessly and then like have it come up into my suit and like suffocate mm. me, like that's creepy as shit. Oh, I forgot about the drain one too. That was a hell of a kill. Oh, I wrote that down. I was like probably the best effect in the movie. Oh man, getting sucked through a drain. Well, the pipe is expanding. Yeah. We're like the, uh, again, there's, there's logistical problems, but from a horror movie <laughs> perspective, Everything was so intense, which I did not expect from this movie because the plot is so not intense. It's so <laughs> basic, which makes sense if it's based off like a 50s style film. But sure. it's one of the matinee movie yeah. of the weeks. So you know. Again, it works perfectly as that. Uh, this movie does not have any right to look as good as it does. Like just <laughs> no. lighting, the set designs, like just the shots in it alone. Man, this is top notch work. Yes, I'm floored by this movie. As Garrett said last episode, I had a heart on for this yeah. movie. Yeah, no, but you did though. You talked about it for a long time. I can see why. It's a good movie. Yeah, again, and, and for a '50s matinee film, like again, this should not. Well, I mean, I, that's the thing is, well, I was this wondering, one's like, not a '50s matinee. Film. No, I know what I'm saying, but like, it's that style. But the thing is, is like you know, '50s matinee films are not known for their like fucking quality filmmaking. I am, I'm curious because we talk about the budget a little bit, how that translates to today's money, like with inflation and everything. Like, what's 10 million? Now, because ten million for a movie now. Well, John, that's being nothing. the nerd that he is, is <laughs> looking it up on his phone. Million right now. I was going to say, if it's like hundred million, I'm going mean, to guess thirty. The thing yeah. is, though, for the effects, yes. Yeah. For the actors they'd put in this movie in a modern day remake, sure. they have at least one yeah. big name. So yeah, you'd have some money there. Right. But honestly, like again, it doesn't cost you anything to be a great cinematographer. Sure. It doesn't yeah. cost you anything to be like a good, you know, director in that aspect. Right. And and this movie just really. Again, I, there was scene, like when they when they're um, when uh, what's the guy's name who has the the rape rings in the back of his trunk? Um, um, Scott. Scott. Yeah. When Scott's like basically going to his trunk to get the stuff out of the car and you see the blob kind of come to the grass and going up to the car and you see Vicky in it. Like every one of those shots, I'm sitting going like I'm like half asleep. and I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. this is really good. Like this is a really well done film. And I was like, 
that's amazing. Like I just did not expect it to be that. Kept you awake after like an online video game. <laughs> yes, man. it did. That's pretty good. And just to get back to the the budget um, limitations, all these actors in here weren't really known quantities. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not no big name attached hey, to he's it. He's a Dylan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but a Dylan in 1988. <laughs> this is before something about Mary. You know, Fair enough. I would say maybe maybe the uh, the sheriff, and then maybe the dad. Those are the only two names that I think would like really get in roles. You know, yeah, they were like even character they're, still, actors. they're still character yeah. actors, but yeah, yeah, for sure, which I love. Okay. I got to admit, I love a movie that's comprised of more character actors than it is like a big name. I get happier when I see like a, a Dick Miller than mm-hmm. I, yes. any other famous yeah. person in movies. Agreed. Uh, it's $26 million. I was close. You were close. Wow. Damn. Damn. See, that's still pretty small budget even for now. Yeah. Well, let's kick this one off with a kickoff. Ooh. Well, actually, we don't get the kickoff. We get a, a delightful oh, little right. town. We get um, a cool I just like sim- the word play. Yeah, that was great. That was a <laughs> oh, good no, job, no. Man. I love that. I love that like transition from yeah. the cemetery immediately yeah, two to feet the- to your left. You basically have a football game <laughs> raging. I was like, there's no there's no funerals on Saturday because everyone's at the game or you've got to compete with that. Yeah, pretty much. The whole town's at the game. Keep it down. Doug's dead. We got a free... <laughs> well, I said free throw. Uh, field goal, right? Yeah, that's football. it. Football, okay. Free throw is not in football. No, that's basketball. Yeah. This town, Arborville, actually feels very Critters 2-esque to me. Like that small, sleepy, rural, okay. like, mm-hmm. you know, Midwestern town. Now, where is this? What state it's, is this It's in? actually Abeville, Louisiana. We could drive well, to it right now. Yeah, oh, really? I, know, I know where it was filmed, but I'm saying, like, where was it supposed to take place in the movie, though? Because they were saying, like, the snow season. I think season. California. Yeah. In that, or really? Maybe. They kept saying, like, the snow season. I was like, where the yeah, fuck Yeah, Northern California a... is all ski. That's where, like, I Tahoe lived in Northern stuff. California for a summer, and we was not known for snow. Well, fun fact. Summer. That's winter sport <laughs> is when most... Most people ski. So. I know, but I mean, it wasn't like the towns weren't built around right. like, oh, the it was like in the Redwood Forest and stuff like that. So I just assumed anywhere USA. Right. Kind yeah. of feel. Well, that's what I know. thought they were going for. But they kept like saying specifically like the snow season, it's going to save our economy. And I'm like, where the fuck is this? Well, that was Chekhov's snow. I so. can see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Thanks, John. No yeah. problem. <laughs> so we start off in space and we get probably the weakest part of the movie for me is the title work. The font looks pretty bad these days. Oh, I really with that like glowy that effect I behind it. it. I, love like? the, I love the pink font. It just felt so dated. I loved it. I was I mean, like, it was the oh. 80s. I, know. I know. And that's all back now. Synthwave and all yeah. that kind of stuff. People love this. I mean, you love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's very much the same kind of thing. That's true. But if you attach Dickies to anything, here we go. Here we go. I mean, Corey, he's not wrong. He's yeah. not. It is Arborville, California. I, okay. I, I couldn't right. let. I just wanted you to know. I know you. you yes. You just, so it's Arborville, just California. Love being right, John. Yeah, but it's I do. Though. Louisiana. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they stuck with the A though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We see a meteor. Is it meteor first, and then when it hits the ground, it's a meteor, right? Yes. Once yep. it enters the atmosphere, it becomes a meteorite. Right, this right. is your science moment with Great Talk Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. They might be giants. <laughs> a meteor is hurling through space. We see it enter the atmosphere, start to burn up, and it uh, crash lands in the woods. And like every movie that involves something from space, we have to have a homeless man with a dog. And I was like, this is the trope Oh, now. we're jumping mm-hmm. to the crash. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just getting there first. That trope, though, seems to be gone. I, mean, I wrote that down. I was like, you don't see homeless people in the woods in movies anymore. I miss it. Yeah. You see them in the woods, just not. <laughs> I miss transients just living in the woods the trope in my yeah, fantasy it, films it, not in real life right don't be homeless if you can avoid it i knew, I knew if obvious is in austin we can see that right now you know yeah uh, fair enough. but uh in the film in films i like that concept uh i like my homeless evil in a movie what happened to his dog did the dog get eaten I, did, did i miss oh, that dog bolts man okay yeah, yeah dog lives smartest person in the film <laughs> so, no, no animal deaths in this yeah yeah 
So the homeless guy goes up and starts prodding the uh, meteor that is cracked <laughs> open and glowing pink. So weird. With and, a stick. And like I get, I often say like, yes, I, these people don't know that they're in horror movies, but <laughs> common sense would indicate if you see something come that is a weird radioactive color, maybe just don't prod at it. That's a good point, John. And also, whenever the gelatinous goo wraps itself around his stick, maybe don't hold it directly above your head. <laughs> yes. Like, what is he doing? Better bring that closer to my face. <laughs> so it wraps around his hand. And we'll get back to him later. But first, got to introduce Arborville and, and the football game. Yes, we, we got our, our jock. Um, Paul is basically a football guy. He wants to go on a date with Meg, who's the head cheerleader, I guess. But Meg's got a boyfriend, so blah, blah, blah. Totally irrelevant, though, because she drops her boyfriend immediately. She, she didn't even drop her boyfriend unless she wasn't even dating anybody. They, yeah. don't, they don't ever introduce the boyfriend at all, so it doesn't yeah. even matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> complete school, complete you know. pointless, you know, thing there. But anyway, he uh, ends up asking her on a date. She says yes after getting tackled. And then we cut to uh, the woods, and we've got our boy Flag. My man Flag. Rockin'. Just gorgeous 80s hair. Imagine, mm -hmm. like, imagine Bobo knockoff, like, great value version David from the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. And okay. um, he's got a motorcycle. He's got, a, like, a little frilly cravat shirt type thing. He's got a leather jacket with the Joker <laughs> painted on the back. He's, um, it's... Man, that feathered hair. He's a real 80s bad boy. He's yeah. a real bad boy. It's kind of interesting how much effort people used to put in to appear in counterculture. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you go down to Hell to a Vegas right now, a lot of guys look like Flag, even including mm -hmm. some of my friends. I'm going to be real with you. Fair <laughs> enough. But I think now, like, the whole concept of counterculture is almost gone anyway, because we've all shattered. Culture has shattered into seven gazillion little niche cultures. I swear to God, we need to buy wigs and feather them out and just take a grave top promo <laughs> shot. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> But yeah, we introduce Flag and he's going to he's got his bike and he's going to jump it across an abandoned, like kind of broken uh, wooden bridge. So he goes up to it, looks at it, goes way back and then starts driving towards it. Now, what happens to his bike? Because he looks down like, oh, no. And I'm like, don't you want to be going fast? Like, what is the problem here? Like, it, it's like he's like, it's going too fast. And I'm like, yes, that's what you want when you jump a gorge. I was very confused. I thought what was going to happen is he was going to like crash into the football game or something because he looked <laughs> I was like, what is going on? How small do you think this town is? I, well, we didn't know the, yet the funeral, at the time. He jumps, so. he jumps the, 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 um, the graveyard into the football game. He's got a little basket on the front. E.T. sitting there as yeah, he goes yeah. across the fucking moon. It was moon. so banana. But I, yeah, he looked so, I don't know. It was a very weird shot scene. I don't know. Something broke. His engine broke somehow. And Look, he's got, he had a waiver of confidence. And the thing about <laughs> Brian Flagg is he's going to be the misunderstood bad boy mm -hmm. throughout the entire film. He's actually a good guy underneath. He's just had a hard time of it. Because eh, yeah. nobody's cared about him before. Exactly. Yeah. And as we know, know that the officer, Bill, later goes, where's your mom? Probably whoring it up with a bunch of other dudes in some other time zone. More or less is what yeah. it says. What about your dad? Well, who knows who he is? Like, right. holy shit, you're picking on a 17-year-old, dude. <laughs> the animosity between the cops and flag, I fucking loved it. It didn't make any sense. It's I mean, so, that's still relevant look, now. baby. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you're in your late 40s, early 50s, baby. You're just beating up on a child. But what are you doing? We don't actually see Brian Flagg do anything wrong in the movie, but no. apparently he's been, what, spray 
painting towns yeah. or well, something. He's, he's been the juvie. He's been the juvie right. a couple right. times, which I thought was interesting because like when he's like trying to get out of that van later on and she's like, why are you freaking out? You're, you're locked in this van. And he goes, I got a problem with authority. I was like, dude, all you had to say was I was, I don't like being locked up. You've been to juvie. Like that's a way better, like, you know, like fear response than I don't like authority. And it's like, all right, raging against the machine. Calm down there. Yeah. He's kind of in the bad boy, like the Bart Simpson mold where it's all very like, you know, wholesome bad boyness. It's funny you say that. I thought he was trying to jump Springfield Gorge, (laughs) (laughs) but he doesn't. He, he wavers in confidence, drops his bike, falls over. And then our homeless man I mentioned earlier, this is pre getting blob on his hand, laughs at him and picks up a can and walks on his way. He he actually applauds, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, He applauds applauds like, Hey, you blew it. But uh, he picks up a can and he pours out the beer in it, but it looks like he's pouring one out for his homie. Like, like, (laughs) I thought that he didn't make it my bad one for you, boy. But he's just recycling the can. I was like, wow, what the fuck is going on with this movie? But yeah, then we cut back to, um, I guess it's like in the city because his bike is messed up and uh, Flag, we realize, works for or knows a guy at the um, the repair shop, the auto body repair shop. Yeah, his name's Moss. Okay, Moss. And they're making, they're fixing what, snow blowers or what, what the fuck were these things? It's a fake snow machine because there's no real snow because it's unusually hot. So and this town in California makes fake snow to have a snow season, a skiing season. Yeah. Yes. Which is pretty common at that ski resorts. That seems like a very specific thing to have in your <laughs> yes. movie because it's so integral to the end. Well, yes. I mean, definitely all ties together. But, you know, in ski towns, they do put fake okay, snow okay. to, I to guess fluff I up the snow. Towns, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, this was cool. So he borrows a ratchet set to fix his um, his bike. Yeah. But um, the cop is like, like, all right, you're 18 tomorrow or something like that. Next time you're going to jail, real jail, pound me in the ass jail. And it was like, <laughs> dude, yeah. this cop is going hard on this kid and he's doing nothing. He's just standing on the corner. Minding his own business. And he's like, can't wait to arrest you later. Like, <laughs> damn. Much, this is such a sleepy town that Brian is the only problem that yes. they have. So yes. uh, we got a Brian out on uh, Main Street. He's uh, he's he's. <laughs> I'm surprised Scott hasn't had a run in with the law at this point based off his box of rings. But yes, he's yes. probably had his dad, you know, brush those yeah. problems under the rug. He's what probably if his dad is the deputy, Deputy Bill. Uh, probably mm. blames Brian because everything that goes wrong in this town's Brian's fault, including Apparently, when yeah. people get dissolved. They're like, just arrest Brian. Let's go from the there. Pulls up, he's like, I know you were involved in that JFK assassination. We're going to get you for this one. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Leave him alone. Wasn't that an amazing leap of logic that Bill, Officer Bill made? He's like, someone got dissolved here it must be brian's fault ridiculous (laughs) Uh, that's one of my uh, my notes is like how could brian have done this magic like what do you think what powers do you think he has he's got battery acid somewhere (laughs) i know it but we we get also we get a scene where the uh, the football players are going to go meet meg um they go buy condoms from uh, the pharmacist who we later find out is meg's dad so when they meet each other it's like you're the one that bought condoms you're going on a date with my daughter dun 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 well, just proving that Scott is a piece of shit. So at the football game, Paul got tackled, and then he does actually ask Mega out the girl. Um, so they're in there, and Scott's the one buying condoms for himself. But the the priest is in there at the <laughs> countertop at the pharmacy, As and one. he's like, um, um, they're actually... Paul's back there. It's him. He's he's a horn dog. He's yeah. gonna go fuck some girl. And they're like, "Do you want regular or rib?" And he's like, "Rib." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, guess what? Yeah, Garrett's right. Yeah. The pharmacist is actually his dates. Paul's dates dad. And okay, was, so he was he was just blaming. Yeah. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Paul. Okay, I thought I thought it was for both of them. And I was all like, "Oh, no wonder the dad's pissed." But if it's just like he's getting blamed for it, I mean, yeah. look, Blob is the main villain here, but Scott <laughs> is like the mini boss. Yes, yeah. for sure. <laughs> you got to go through Scott to get to the Blob. Right. It was a well done 
done scene all in all because they don't drag it out. It really never. It was just a, a well, funny little. Except for the fact when the priest showed up, it was like father. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> but that was definitely done for comedic purposes. Yeah, that was but. a good. That was a good little break. Also, rule of advice to any. Um, well, I almost said kids listening to it. You shouldn't be listening <laughs> to your kid. Um, but like, if you're a teenager and you're buying something and you're blaming your friend and you look over them and point at them, hey friend, don't go. Hurry it up. Like, pretend like you don't know what's going on. I've got chicks to bang. Let's go. Like Paul like points at his watch like, come on, man, get the condoms. And you're just like, dude, what the fuck, man? Well, nowadays, they would just use self-checkouts. No one would even know. The, the shame, the quote-unquote shame of buying condoms is You gone. remember that when you were a kid and you were like, oh, my God, I got to buy condoms. Yeah, oh, I don't know man. why I was so embarrassed. I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm buying condoms. <laughs> like, that's how you should approach it. But instead, I don't know, whatever. What are you doing tonight? Ba-bam. Yeah. Oh. Kids, if you want to get that same shame, just try to go buy a hustle from the gas station. <laughs> it's pretty similar. Oh, did you have shame when you bought porno? Oh, I never bought porn from the gas station. <laughs> oh. I bought porn one time when I turned 18 because I could. Yeah. And I had no shame at all because it was a blast. And then me and my friend put it in someone's mailbox and just left it there. And the internet nice. already existed by then anyway, so <laughs> I'm assuming. The so, porn yeah. fairy showed up today, <laughs> dropped it off in my mailbox. I wonder, Matt. I, I Father wonder, Montague checked his mail and he's like, my wood. <laughs> yeah. Satan's everywhere. Some poor guy got in trouble with his wife when she went to get the mail because we shoved porn in his mailbox. Like, <laughs> You know what, John? You were the real Brian Flag. If your neighbor's <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. Apparently. Anyway, back to the blob. Um, we're so introduced to a diner. Oh, the diner. Yeah, yes. you're right. So we're introduced to a diner. It's the only diner we're in town. We're introduced to a diner as if it's a main character. <laughs> it's a main setting. Yeah. I know. I just like the way you said it. Multiple times. And we have the waitress there, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Penny. I think her name was Fran, though, wasn't it? Could be Fran. It was yeah. Fran, yeah. yeah Fran Penny. Fran like a ton. Has well, two, uh, IMDb doesn't say Fran. Like most people, she has two names, first and last. <laughs> so She's your standard waitress. She's really nice. She seems to be the only one working there at any given time, other than George in the back, who <laughs> yep. I guess is the cook. Yeah, she she's working one of those open the closes, man. Probably has another open the close the next day. Do you think yep. she was making an excuse when she rebuffed uh, the sheriff's uh, advances? Well, I think he was like more of a wink-wink type thing, because then she wrote him off at 11. Okay, okay. Because she's like, I'm so busy. I don't know if I have time to blah, blah, blah. But I was like, okay, well, I mean, you shot your shot, bro. But So after chastising Brian, Sheriff Herb has gone to lunch here at the diner, and he's like, well, uh, Brian, do you happen to like country music? <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, well, well yes, I like country yeah. music. And he's like, want to go meet me after work? She's like, I work a really long time. And then she says on the on his bill, she wrote, I get off at 11. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Okay. So he All did, right, well, way to go, Sheriff. That's what I'm talking about. The little like interplay yeah. of these characters. I'm like, okay, this is nice. This is cute. You know, I'm into this. I a lot, care a lot about these people. Cutes. Yeah. In the 50s version, is everyone like hooking up or everyone trying to like get together with everyone? Or is that more of an 80s thing? That's definitely an 80s thing. Okay. In the 50s version, you're pretty much following Steve McQueen and, and his date, who I can't remember the life of me now at this point, mostly for the movie, from the, from the whole movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name either. It's That's fine. Yeah. It's not important. It's just it's Steve. Steve. McQueen, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, I think actually it is Steve in the movie. So there you go. In the 50s movie, <laughs> Steve McQueen's Steve name is Steve. They didn't trust him to remember a fake name. I so mean, he was like, already in his 50s at this point. So yeah. You know. <laughs> like, Steve, you're just going to be Steve for yeah, this yeah. one. You're playing a teenager. So Paul goes to pick up Meg for the date. One of the least important but most memorable details about this movie is when we see their kitchen, it is so brown. And I was like, oh, what a, that, that is the 80s. Kids <laughs> these days think the 80s are all neon lights and bright ass colors. It's brown. 
we've talked about this before. But Wood paneling and yeah. ashtrays. That's what the image was. <laughs> brown, yellow that wants to be brown. <laughs> like <laughs> Yellow that wants to be brown. <laughs> Just the nice. grossest colors. Someday I'm going to be brown, damn it. <laughs> well, we had that scene earlier where like the two kids are like, like we're going to spend the night over at Eddie's house. And she's yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And, like, and then we're going to a rated R movie. And she's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the yeah, brakes. Worst like, Eddie, friend you ever. fucking idiot. Hey, yeah. the last thing you want to do is give away your, your secret plan to go mm-hmm. sneak off and watch a movie you're not allowed to. But it's like, hey, mom, don't worry. My brother's an usher. He's going to let us in. And she's like, no, you're not. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, we're going to pretend to sleep at each other's house and then go see this movie. Shout out to like, the mom for being stupid as fuck and being like, oh, that's your fucked up plan? It's okay. We're just going to sleep at each other's houses. Okay. <laughs> like, she immediately forgets what they just said. I believe that if I've learned anything from watching all these 80s movies is that parents in the 80s were terrible. Yes. Like, they just did not know what they were doing. Give they them a were, $5 bill and hope for the best. That was that was the 80s. It's that's a what miracle. I, that's what I'm trying to do with my kids. Too, <laughs> so, you know. She had to go get another Valium before it was too late. Right. It was like, starting to wear off. little you know? help was back <laughs> yeah. again. Um, yeah, so the, the, the kid answers the door and I was like, hold on, I'll get Meg. And then the mom answers it and she's like, I'm so sorry, my kid's a piece of shit. Come on in. I'll go get Meg. That's when uh, the Meg's like, here's my dad, you know, say hi to my dad. I never got introduced to dads on the first date. That I seems think- to be more of a classic style okay. of uh, hey trope maybe even at yeah. this point but yeah. Meg dresses like she is 35 and going to the office there was a whole scene about her mom shrunk her sweater yeah. so she had to wear her mom's fucking jacket which can only oh, work right. out for you Meg but wear she was the shrunken sweater really <laughs> yeah. excited about it though she was like honored that she got to wear this cashmere well it's an expensive sweater yeah well it made her uh, I was like damn this is a grown ass woman <laughs> <laughs> jeez she will be soon yeah. yeah but dad aka the pharmacist takes one look at Paul and only has one word for him. Ribbed. <laughs> I couldn't believe that was the line they went with. It was, it was funny, but I was like, really? That's what you kept in your script, huh? Loved it. Because then it just cuts away. Like, you know, they don't I drag know. it on. It's perfect. It's, it's like such a little, like, ba-boom kind of gag. And I was like, all right, I respect the hustle here. <laughs> and we cut to, inexplicably, Brian Flagg is working on his bike in the middle of the woods. Not in a garage. <laughs> not at his house. Not on the street. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, if you had an easily movable bike, wouldn't you just fix it where it broke down? <laughs> yeah, if something's on so. wheels, would you not use said wheels to roll? No. If his bike was broken and he was at the shop, why didn't you stay at the shop and fix it there? Yep. Also, arguably, this town is maybe like two minutes wide. I was going to say. Everyone gets to everywhere. Like when the, when the, the government finds David and Megan in the woods and they're like, we got to go into town. And then literally it's like they turn around and it's like, we're in town. And I was like, wow, you can see everything. And the end with those like... And she tells uh, Billy, like, get out of the sewers and go to town hall. And he, like, pops up out of the sewer and town hall's, like, five feet in front of him. I was like, wow, this town is the size of a dime. It literally is just one square block. Has to be. I, like, I don't know, like, when the town, I don't know where Leander's town hall is. I'd be fucked if that's where we're supposed to go get <laughs> safe. I have no idea. Yeah, but anyways, he's just minding his own business in the woods trying to fix his bike. And what do you know? In the dark. Did he have yeah. a light? Mm, sure. He, he was squinting real hard. It was good. <laughs> Through the power of moonlight. <laughs> He's accosted by the hobo with the blob on his hand who just runs up and starts axing his hand off in front of his face. Yeah. This, this is shot really well because the, the the hobo basically um, holds an axe up and you think he's going to like bring it down and kill um, Brian. But instead, he like chops into his hand. He's trying to cut the blob hand off. I did not see that coming. Like I was like, wow, that's really well shot. Like that like creeped me out. And Brian's like, holy shit, dude. And like, I guess the homeless man just goes and runs in the street. 
Yeah. And is hit by, well, Brian tries to stop him from doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to like, he's like, it's eating my hand. And so he's like running away from Brian who's stopping him from trying to take his hand off. Gotcha. And he runs out into the street and wouldn't you know it, Paul and Meg are driving by and hit him with the car. As you do. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> so they both, school, they you know? both get out and they're like, oh my God, he came out of nowhere. And then they oh. see a flag run up and he's like, what did you do? Why did you <laughs> run him in front of my car? And he's like, I didn't hit him with the car. And he's like, yeah, but you were chasing him. So it had to be your Poor fault. Brian, man. He's like, why'd you push him in front of my car? I think what? the town motto is it's Flag's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I am really upset that the 80s led me to believe that there was going to be the biggest class warfare between the cool kids and the uncool kids, and that shit never came. No, nope. we'll never know who would have won either, the yuppies or the biker kids. An entire decade of like, oh, we'll get you, you expensive, rich yuppies, and nope, never happened. No. Nope. So they're like, okay, let's take him to the hospital, the homeless person. And so they all go to the hospital and the nurse is like, well, does he have insurance? <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't fuck, I don't know this guy. A leap right out of 2023. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, go put him in the back where we'll ignore him. That's your message in the movie, you know, that's your class. She message. lets him like, just go to the back. Yeah. That's how <laughs> hospitals are when you are in a hospital of a town of 12. So it felt less like a hospital and more just like a standard doctor's office, you yeah. know, I didn't really feel hospitally. We probably call it like urgent care now versus I don't know if they had the term in mm. 88 though. I can see that. So they put him back there and the word urgent and care didn't exist in the 80s. <laughs> that, that concept. I know. I know. <laughs> they put him back and they're the homeless guy. The right? homeless guy. Is flag still at the hospital at this point? He shows up and he leaves immediately. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. So he gets in the car with with uh, Megan Paul. Because he's like, ah, you're going to tell your dad this was my fault or Which something for totally the insurance are. claim or something. <laughs> yeah. John's point, that's the plan. Yeah. Brian, this is Brian's third hospital visit this week. Yep. They're like, Brian killed this guy. Um, so yes, he does. He's like, you know what? I'm hungry. What does he do? I, he skedaddles. There you go. Fuck yeah. He's, he's, he's like, I'm going to go get a sandwich. It's all right. I guess after you almost killed a guy, it works up quite an, quite an appetite. So they're sitting in the, the waiting room for a while. And then I think Meg is like, I'm really worried about that guy. And Paul looks over and you can see straight into the waiting room. The homeless man is just like pulsating and moving. Dissolving, and it's like yeah. something's wrong with that guy. So he What's wanders, he doing under that blanket over there? <laughs> he wanders over to take a better look. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, he doesn't have legs. <laughs> well, no, isn't it like just bulging in his Out neck? His and he goes neck, to the yeah. doctor. Oh, you're right. His he's eyes like, are like white. They're like ghost white. He's like, a man's dying. The doctor's like, I am with a patient. <laughs> okay. That cracked me up when like he's having that conversation with that lady. I was like, what could they be talking about? That would be so more important than a man's dying over here. The that's Hippocratic good, Oath does not question. exist in Arborville. <laughs> it's another mother asking for a Valium refill. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, that Brian stressing out another mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to point out that the doctor is played by Jack Nance and that's the guy from Twin Peaks and Eraserhead. Oh. So that was a nice little cameo. I okay. did appreciate that. He's like, what, the guy with the hand thing? Yeah. And he like wanders in and pulls back the tarp. And he's like, my God, no <laughs> legs. He looks at Brownie or Paulie and goes, what is this? Like, dude, you're the doctor. <laughs> yeah. The homeless man is like dissolved. Like yeah. his lower half is like deteriorated. It's a pool of like, festering, like popping and oozing like pink blood goo. And I was like, 
this is insane. Like, honestly, at this point, I was like, wow, I did not remember this movie being this intense. Really well done, I would say. What happens to the doctor? I don't remember. I think he just leaves. Yeah, he doesn't die. Yeah. He just bolts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he, he bolts. Goes, I think he goes to go call the sheriff, right? Okay. Yeah. That, because... Well, he gets no, killed, though. No. no, he gets killed. He doesn't call the sheriff, because remember, Paul calls the sheriff. Oh, right. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So, wait, what? I think he just is like, this is beyond me. I mean, yeah. Small town doctor. Because well, it's, yeah. it's like... This. It's around the room or whatever, and it, it eats the doctor, doesn't it? And that's when it goes into the um, the doctor's office when Meg sees it. Does it eat the doctor? I can't remember. remember. Anyway, the point is... (laughs) The doctor either leaves or dies. Irrelevant, because he he leaves the movie. My work here is done. Yes. (laughs) Paul runs into the doctor's office, and he's calling the police, saying, hey, get down here. There's something going on. It's nasty. Flag's done it again. (laughs) From the ceiling drops the blob, and if you've seen the cover of this movie... This is that scene. Paul gets encased in gelatin and is immediately dissolved. Meg runs in screaming and she tries to help him out of there, but only manages to pull his arm off and then faints from the vapors. As you would, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because one thing we need to say about the blob itself is it's like this pink, like clear gelatinous kind of like goo stuff, but it actually is corrosive. It actually will like eat away. Like the the, the homeless guy got you know deteriorated in half uh, when she's pulling mm-hmm. Paul's hand. Yeah. It comes off because it like stretches like fucking cheat like melted cheese on a pizza. Yep. It's so grody. <laughs> but yeah, he's inside like scream suffocating, and um, she's just like deuces. I'm out. And she, <laughs> she is out because she passes out. Yeah, because right <laughs> the cops show up at this point, don't they? Right, and they're like, yeah. go get Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's like the other oh, only thing that they could do, and they do say, I want the autopsy done. Like tomorrow not next week it's like we're gonna find the son of a bitch who did this and as the other cop car of the town rolls in and <laughs> officer bill's like we already got him yeah. and yeah. brian's already been arrested <laughs> <laughs> holy shit man poor dude so they take brian to the police station and are trying to interrogate him and they're just busting his balls but he's being an ass back i mean he's probably been arrested how many times 30 so knows, 40 times movie, yeah. yeah he knows what to do he's one like, could say he has a real problem with authority <laughs> As you see, yeah. He's like, uh, am I under arrest? Because I'd like a lawyer. And if so, if not, I'd like to leave. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good job, dude. Yep, I like when he's like, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, I don't know. I'm real messed up. You know, and I was like, maybe I need a therapist. And like it was like, with a, bro, you probably should actually legit bob. see a he- therapist. Like, yeah. if your mom's a whore, your dad is gone. You got problems here. Yeah. And the Sheriff Herb is like, Her- Sheriff Herb. Sorry, it's not an herb. <laughs> Sheriff Herb's like, uh, we're going to have to let him go. We've got nothing on him man and brian's like yeah brian ramon needs to get to band practice let me go <laughs> does he say that no oh <laughs> awesome though i was like i missed that line no. completely my mark, wife, mark invented a whole other movie yeah my wife it. was like he looks like a ramon i'm like you know what you're right yeah. <laughs> yeah, i could see that he's one of the long lost ramones suing for custody exactly at this point. <laughs> right does you your wife people? think anyone with long brown hair and a black leather jacket is a ramon yeah okay <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> to get into the band yeah i mean that's not i yeah, thought yeah fair. i do too so uh, yeah the other cop's just like i'm telling you brian dissolver it's one of his powers <laughs> he's like listen we got nothing let him go i know your objections or whatever and so he goes and, and he lets brian yeah, go how does bill just with the evidence they have how does bill even put two and two together like that it's bizarre well because he can't comp- nothing in this town can go wrong unless brian is in the center he's like the the uh don of the mafia of this <laughs> town all right i think in a lot of movies the number two deputy is always the idiot of the town but yeah. somehow it's Ascended to number two. Yeah. <laughs> was anyone else upset that that character died? I thought he was going to have an arc where he like learned to trust 
Brian and he was like, all right, we're going to get through this together. You and I are going to like make this happen. Well, he no. kind of does. Yeah. Sort of. He has but then that he gets moment. Instantly. <laughs> the moment he has that breakthrough, it's like, ah, character development and dead. Yeah. yeah Great kill, but still dead. No, nah, like, A all the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's par for the course for this movie, though. Like when Paul first died, I was like, oh, fuck. I did not expect him to be the first to go because at this point you think he's going to be the main character. Okay, Paul. Would you Paul, say it subverted your expectations? It did. Right. Yeah. Did you really think Paul was the main character? Yeah, but I thought Paul and, Oh, way. the moment I saw Brian, I was like, I was like, uh-huh, here it is. Well, he's going to be a lovable bad boy. I thought it'd be like a triangle type oh, okay. situation where the three of them would mm, get together and fight the, <laughs> yeah. and, a whole different movie yeah. and fight the blob. Uh, yeah, I thought Paul and Meg would be, you know, the, the power Brian, couple. Go to my trunk and get the rings. And by the end, they'd be a thruple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a, like a breakfast club situation, but no. <laughs> I think we may have seen different <laughs> movies. <laughs> so Brian's going to go to the diner, but meanwhile, Scott and Vicky have gone out into the woods to neck a little bit. And Scott is, is he the, the other jock? Or yeah, was he's, he's Paul's okay. friend. Okay. Scott is a little rapey. Is that what you're going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to, I just want to make sure <laughs> Scott lot, was the right a one. A lot rapey. Because yeah. he has a shirt on that says like Scott, like he works in like a mechanic yeah, shop. Yeah. And I was like, does he, does he switch into this? This is like casual Scott as opposed <laughs> no. to his Leatherman jacket. He just can't remember his own name. Yeah. So what do we call? Oh, Scott. Did I say Leatherman jacket instead you of Leatherman did. jacket? Okay. He's also a Ramon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got a smoking jacket somewhere. You know it. He's one of those He's types. probably accidentally roofied himself a couple of times. He needs to make sure he He's remembers. the guy that has dip on hand just in case he thinks it would make him look cool. There you go. Yeah. Leroy, why don't you describe Scott's car? Uh, it's like a, well, it's a 50s car, right? It's Cadillac or some kind? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. The point is, I, I, I was excited about this because Scott's boozing up with this chick in the back of the car. Very rapey vibes coming off this man. She's she's basically like passed out. So kids like, don't do not do that. You know, consent's key. Remember that. If she's uh, she can't consent. Even if you get consent and they pass out, that's yes, still that's not still still not right. <laughs> she was way past when she could have granted consent exactly. at this point. She was barely even knew what where was she, she was. Drinking? Like, what was his special? So I'm going to get to that actually. Okay. So what's what's key to this car is he's like, I'm going to make us. Uh, I think he calls him like a cherry something drink or whatever. My cherry you know, surprise. Scott's bang. Who knows? <laughs> it's, it's, cherry surprise is just as creepy. So you know, he he opens up the trunk of this car and it's got like an entire bar set. I'm talking like hanging fuzzy dice. Everything in the back. It's insane. I had to screenshot this because I I've been you know pandemic. I've been drinking heavily too. So <laughs> and you're I, like exhibit. You're gonna go pimp your ride yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, so what is what's he got in the back of this car? He's got Cherry a gigantic surprise. thing of grenadine. Okay. Uh, a huge thing of like uh, Sprite or something. I, I don't know if I can say brand names on this podcast. Yeah, but, you sure. Know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're sponsored by everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you got to say 7-Up. We're That's a 7-Up right, company up, here. Up Boo. Rip Sierra Mist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool He's spot got rules, okay? Con- uh, Hill Country Fair, uh, you know, soda <laughs> in the back. And so, uh, and then like a big bottle of what I thought was Bombay Sapphire, but I think it's actually a vodka. My okay. point is, is like... Yeah. What man's getting into the real, real exactly. I need to know. Now, did you, now, how many Dude, parts look, vodka? Want to make, if you want to make this, this if drink, you want to make Scott's cherry bang or whatever, next time, yeah, if you want to make Scott's cherry thing, I'm pretty sure he made what's called a dirty Shirley. It's a it's a Shirley Temple with vodka. Okay, oh. easy but I think, enough. But I think instead of Sprite, he used uh, like a cherry soda. I mean, who can find cherry soda? Dude also has fresh fruit in the back. Yeah, of course. He drops a couple fresh strawberries in there, and about seven thousand class rings. You got to yes. garnish it. Yeah. <laughs> so did he put the? What was the deal with the rings? What was the trick with the rings? Because oh. he uses that to be like, oh, we're going steady. Yeah. Right. So I gave you my ring, as he, he says. I gave you my ring. That's got to mean something. Yeah. This is an eighties. Well, Mark, thing. in the world of eighties dating, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you go steady, you would often give your girl your jacket 
or give them your class ring. I yeah. see. And if they wore your class ring either on their hand or on a chain around their neck, y'all were official. That was mm-hmm. that was a thing. That was a sacred bond that could not be broken. Is this Scott and Are, Vicky's first date? You know, I think they've had a courting relationship up to this point, but this might be the first like real date they've had. where he's had. going to seal the deal. Okay. I just would have... Vicky <laughs> seems aware of his shenanigans, so I don't know if this is their first date because she's like, Scott, come on. I've told you. I thought she'd already have a ring is my point. Well, so she I does. Because yeah. he says, you're wearing my ring. That's got to mean something. So he's using the ring yeah. as Since a guilt mark. Steady, you owe me That's the growth. mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And some real 80s logic there. Yeah, yeah. So Vicky's already had one too many cherry surprises, and she passes the fuck out. And leaves, while the car doors open, we get POV of the blob slithering into the car. Mm-hmm. No special effects, nothing crazy, just straight up mm-hmm. standard monster cam. It's just a blob on a fishing wire that they're dragging <laughs> across. So Scott comes back to the car, and he's like, Vicky, here's your drink. Oh, man, you passed out. It is kind of hot in this car. Well, did you point out that when he goes to the trunk and makes the, the dirty Shirley or whatever it was, yeah. um, he basically like lifts up a, a cigar box that has like like six or seven, like uh, has a ton of class rings in there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, just okay. <laughs> we literally just now, talked about that. The thing is, do you know, class rings are like 300 bucks a piece. These are fake, I'm sure. These are, these are okay. You think he's yeah. got a ring guy? But yeah. you're right. They were expensive. Well, I mean, they're also rich kids, so it could just be like nothing to him. I, these are cubic Were you allowed to buy like extras though? Like, you know. Oh, I really doubt sure. it. I doubt they what would if stop Plato? If Vicky's <laughs> yes. just that dumb. There's rings in a claw machine. He stood in a, a whole night getting them. Yeah. I'm just curious if a school would stop you for like, I'll buy 20 of them. Like, I, don't, oh, I think no, that you buy one. I, think I, you I buy have one. no idea. I think they would just be like, okay, because if I remember from my class, it was just a form. I was more of a flat yeah. kid growing up than I was a Paul or, or you know, <laughs> I didn't have class ring money. <laughs> Show us your leather jacket, Leroy. <laughs> Leroy Ramon. <laughs> so anyway, he goes back to the car with the, uh, the drink. Yeah. And, um, drink at this point. Yeah, she's not going to drink it. She's out. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, boy, you sure do look hot. It's so hot tonight. It, the, it's so steamy. Let me help you with that button on the top of your shirt. Oh, no. Need another button? You still <laughs> literally, and Mark's not kidding, he literally narrates like, yes. oh, yeah. you still look hot. Oh, you like that? For well, the tell core. You what. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, you've got problems. <laughs> and then hand down the shirt and what happens? He gets blobbed. <laughs> <laughs> The blob go wraps around his arm, and then he, he cuts to sort of Vicky's point of view, I guess. The blob is, is wants consent. That's the yes. thing, man. The blob is like, hey, yeah, man, you're not consenting here. Well, the blob didn't get consent from Vicky, though. Exactly. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, the blob's the only one that's allowed. Yeah. To, oh. <laughs> okay. So, and uh, it just sort of falls onto his face. Like, it jumps at him, and that's yeah. the end of... of Scott, I'd say poor Scott, but it, no, it fills the car up, doesn't it? Like yeah. it kind of like blobs it out. It blobs like, up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blobs out. And Vicky just implodes. She like gets sucked in like a yeah. vortex. Dude, her face gets sucked in like a baby doll in a vacuum cleaner too. Now was the blob inside of her? Is that yes. why this yes. was happening? It would, it had eaten her way. It would eat its way up inside of her. And then when he goes to the tit grab, yeah, yeah. So it's really it's a smack. Really interesting, right? So the blob normally encases you in a blob like substance mm-hmm. and dissolves you but this time he did the reverse well, he I had to prove a point to Scott yeah <laughs> yes. he was like this this crazy bastard is going to grab some titty on this passed out chick you know what I'm going to do and teach this asshole a lesson <laughs> yeah, exactly he's going to learn something before he dies <laughs> this blob has a message I do I, the, he's a monster but not that kind of monster I know? think the blob does have some intelligence though I know it says it doesn't in the back of the box but it's the only way some of these plot holes make sense is if the blob does have doesn't a the government say doesn't the government say at one point 
like like it's it's progressing further than we thought. It's yeah, like, yeah. Actually, yes. Doctor Doctor Fauci does say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. In a so I'm pretty. Yeah, I think that even if it's just basic intelligence, it has to have some concept. Yeah. So anyway, it, it blobs up in the car, eats both of them. They scream, and then we cut to a snow globe on the side of a table, <laughs> and we slowly pan up, and Meg is laying in bed because she just watched Paul get eaten in the hospital. And I was like, I swear to God, if we don't get a rosebud moment in this movie, I'm gonna be so pissed. We did not get a rosebud moment. She sneaks out of the house because she's so upset that no one believes her that she was like, everyone's getting blobbed. And so she goes and finds Brian because I guess what? He was there and saw the whole hand thing. Well, she, she was yeah, going to bail him out. Thing, so. she, oh, that too. Yeah. She was going to the police station to bail him out. With but he already card. got out. Yeah. yeah. With it. Oh, well, they probably take credit cards. Yeah. No, you, no, you, you definitely. They, oh, I mean, you got to go to a bail That's bond. Right you don't just then. go to the jail yeah. to bail somebody oh. out. Mar- John's done hard time. As someone who's never do. basically <laughs> been hard timed. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Just going to jail is not hard. I've never been to prison. Anyway. But you've been arrested. You though. normally wouldn't hey. go to the, the, the jail. I'm a yeah. Hispanic male, okay? You got to know these kind of yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, 777-7777. American Express, don't go to jail without one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so she uh, goes to uh, bail out Brian because she wants. To, she's like, he's the only one that will believe me and help me on this situation, but he's already been out. He gives her a lot of attitude, and then he's like, I'm going to go get a sandwich, and they go to the diner. I mean, he also says, like, Meg, you've never talked to me in, like, all the years yeah. that I've been in school with you. You've left me alone to get accosted by everybody in town and the police. Like, why do you want to talk to me now? Yeah, so, we're not friends. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Fuck that, though. You just <laughs> saw someone deteriorate, chop their hand off with a fucking axe. You know what? Differences apart. Yeah, you're cool with each other at this point. But he didn't see the dissolving. He just saw the homeless man with the glob on his hand. Yeah, he had left the police station. Yeah, they, they were asking him in the police station, like, yo, what happened with all that? I mean, he knows some shit's up. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm leaving, which I totally get. If you were Brian and every single thing that happened <laughs> in the town is blamed on you, wouldn't you also just leave? I would. Mm hmm. I don't know. He's not getting a fair shake in Arborville. Brian needs to go to law school and then sue the fuck out of these cops. There you go. Yeah. Meg's like, you're just like everybody else. You don't believe me either. And he's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Okay, you're serious. Wait a minute, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a sandwich? He's like, here, have half. (laughs) You look hungry. Eat something. I was like, ah, Brian knows what's up. Definitely good idea to give him food when they're mad. (laughs) Also, shout outs to small towns where you can go into a restaurant after they close and be like, the grill's closed. And be like, oh, come on, I'm hungry. And they're like, we gotcha and i was like damn yeah good luck trying to do that in austin yeah Pick look anywhere. I, when i worked at a restaurant i hated those people well you closed at 10 30 it's 10 29 I mean, you're still open right like oh, get <laughs> see fucked. we didn't grow up in a small town that's, that's true it was not a small town you might see, have known that person what you don't know is that the diner is actually uh brian's stepmother oh he probably a twist he goes there is a it lot really it seemed like there was a history with the waitress. They and knew him. each it's other. It's a headcanon yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. definitely yeah. a headcanon thing. Maybe Brian's responsible for breaking up her first marriage. You know, John's usually the one who headcans these things, not not you. I, so. Well, you know, sometimes I want to do it. That was okay. good though. I yeah, like that. Yeah, was I good like headcanon. There, there felt like I've there was a history. I listened to a lot of this podcast over the pandemic, so I know how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you're right, Leroy. John, you want to take this headcanon <laughs> no. from me? Look, I love that headcanon. If I were to do it, that's what I would do. So. Great work after five years. I think I, think <laughs> okay. I could pass the baton every once in a while. All right, oh, yeah, I, love it. I am in hell. Listeners. <laughs> Help me. Anyway, so they basically decide to work together because Brian's going to be a nice guy after all. And at this point, Fran goes in the back and she's like, you kids wrap up or some shit like that. And then she's like, Georgie, what are you doing back there? And they're plunging the sink because the uh, blob has escaped through the, um, sewer. the, the sewer drain. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I love the way this blob gets around town, though. It's like it randomly just shows up in places. Later on, it'll just randomly be in an air vent. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I'd like to see a map of the blob's travels because it doesn't... <laughs> like a family it, circus cartoon with the little yeah, dots yes. where Billy runs the whole fucking thing? Okay, but I'm, also I'm with why. you. Like, I'm curious why why it goes, why the sore, why... I guess because you can get around easily, but like, why the air vent? I'm just curious, you know? You're right. I mean, if it had no intelligence, why would it be taking these routes? It would just go straight. It seems like it would just go down the street. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? <laughs> or like try to hide or something. It, it seems like, like it's trying to hide. But if he's trying to hide, he's hiding like uh, like a three-year-old hides where it thinks if I can't see them, they can't see me. I mean, their little feet That's under exactly them. That's exactly how a three-year-old hides. It's not intelligent, Remember? So anyway, George is uh, plunging this sink because um, it's clogged up with something. And he decides, well, the plunger's not working. I'll jam my fucking hand down there. <laughs> no, he p- pulls up part of the blob and he goes, what is this? And I get it. As Wait, someone, does he jam his hand after he pulls up part of the blob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because then oh, okay. it was like as someone who's been a dishwasher. Yeah, sometimes you got to stick your hand in gross ass shit. So he probably thought it was food like clumps. Right. So he's going to scoop it out and the blob is having none of that. Wouldn't it burn his finger, though? That's my... I, it seems like it can Does decide. Does the have a protective, like, bile coating that doesn't burn, but then inside of it is Maybe the... Maybe uh, the water helps, you know? You know oh, yeah. that's true. It was wet. Um, and uh, he it gets sucked him. in the drain. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever wondered if a man could fit in a drain, the answer is yes. <laughs> and it's like decompression, like, suck through a hole the size of, like, you know, four inches. Like, it is insane how the blob pulls him and folds him into this this drain. And I got to admit, this is the moment I was like, I am 100% in on this movie. <laughs> the torque on this blob to get a man <laughs> through a hole that size must be incredible. It's inconsistent on the strength of the blob. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, bo- the body would just shear itself. It wouldn't actually pull it and fold it up it like a little like origami thing is. and pull it down there. How hangry is the blob? That's how strong it's going to be. Yeah, it's like an inverse relationship. <laughs> yeah. I dig that. But I love the fact they leaned into the 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 goofy death horror yeah. you know aspect of yeah. it. The, the visual as opposed to the realism. Because, man, when he's folded up and his like feet and his arms are sticking straight up out of the drain like a flower bouquet, I was like, and then Fran walks in and she's like, George! And I was like, holy shit. And there's well, like blood spurting. And I was like, damn, this is insane. Head cannon slash I think this might be the real cannon. He's going through the drain because the blob is dissolving him. And we yep. know it becomes liquefied. So he's not pulling a solid man through a drain. He's pulling a goo man through a drain. I, I hear what you're saying. But to as someone who's dissolved several human bodies before in the past, um, that's not how it works. Oh, okay. I uh, like the head cannon, but just I want to make sure you don't go out there and say anything stupid at the next like body dissolving that you. Well, yeah, I would. I I mostly feed them the pigs, so I don't know. Okay, there we go. the whole Hannibal <laughs> route. Yes, okay, yes, I yeah. like it. I like so it. Go. So everybody else in the diner, which is just Megan Brian, Brian at this point. Yeah, can we just call him Flag? Flag. If you I've been like. calling. I call yeah. him Flag. Okay. In my head. They run in and they're like, oh my God. And they like, he, Brian's like, quick to the freezer. And they run in there. And uh, does it I, shoot up out of the, the, the drain, like up into the ceiling at this mm-hmm. point? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These, okay, real quick, before we get to the, the freezer thing, this was actually, and again, this is why I asked how they made the blob earlier, because mm-hmm. these are the coolest effects. It's like stop motion animation mixed with like this really cool reverse shot kind of like thing they do for the blob's movement. And when it shoots up out of the drain on the ceiling and kind of like moves around, it's such an amazing effect. I mean, and it's the eighties. It's like late eighties. And I was like, holy shit. Like this is the time of Ewoks and crap, you know, like 
this should not look this good. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things too is, I don't know if it's this one or this scene or that. I know in the hospital when, when the thing comes off the ceiling, they actually filmed it backwards. So there's a lot of stuff here that they filmed backwards. Okay. Where they like sucked it in. I wonder if there was some reverse shot it, stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think when, when the thing comes out of his face, out of the sink, out of the sink to hit his face, that's a reverse shot. Oh, okay. They had a stunt okay. man like basically jump out. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of miniature work too. I saw yeah. Yeah, like, uh, the Paul's desk was a miniature. Yeah. They made a little so they miniature use all the tricks to like, sit, Oh, know. they use a little mini Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the waitress like hops out the window. Mm-hmm. She like breaks the window and goes straight for the phone booth. And my wife was like, wouldn't you run a little further away from the danger? And I was like, yeah, that would have been smart. <laughs> like she's trying to call the, the sheriff. Right. Yeah. I don't, the thing that like, I understand because what else walk four more feet and be at the sheriff's office. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I, I get what else are they going to do? But when they shoot the blob with a, with guns, I'm like, what are they, yeah. what are they accomplishing? <laughs> My favorite scene in this whole movie is the manhole scene. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. And they're all like, light them up. And yeah. they just all start shooting guns at this manhole. And it's like, if there was ever a visual interpretation of pissing in the wind, this yes. is it. But she runs to the sheriff's and she calls and she's like, oh, there's an emergency. You know, get Sheriff Herb over here. He's yeah. Oh, there. he's already on the way. And, and the blob is encasing the phone booth at this point. And yeah. we see poor dead Sheriff Herb press up against the phone booth door. Or I glass. loved it. I was like, yes, he's already dead. I like that. I yeah. appreciate you. Here's here's your old sheriff now. Yeah. Lady. You ready I'm to go looking, on your date? I'm looking for Herb. Oh, here he is. <laughs> yeah. And then just the weight and force of that blob, the way it just crushes in on that phone booth mm-hmm. and just engulfs poor Fran. Yeah. Um, I just love it. I thought it was a fantastic scene. The, so dummy, well the dummy they used in that scene when it crushes in, the way it crumples and twists, like I don't think it was intended to do that. I think just the weight of the, the stuff, the way it pushed in and like messed up this like uh, fake like mannequin thing was so gnarly looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like her arm like twists up into her face and I was like, oh God. <laughs> it looked extremely violent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it adds to the whole like how everything going on just it's just intense. Yes, and there's potential hero number two dead. Yep, it's like oh shit! All right, sheriff's gone. I did not think I thought Fran would make it, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that's true. Fran, another potential hero. It's really Evil Dead Rise, the Blob. Everyone's expendable. (laughs) Dead, dead, dead. But while this is going on, um, Flag and Meg run into the freezer and lock themselves in, a la Jurassic Park. But the blob kind of starts working its way underneath the bottom of the door. Now, as someone who has worked with freezers, <laughs> you don't have a gap in the bottom of your no, freezer. No. You lose heat. Yep. You lose cold. It was the 80s freezers. They, they Code wasn't created yet. I'm they not trying know. to cool the whole town here. Same but, in the 50s, because that's almost the same scene. Oh, is it? Not quite shot, but shot. But that basically, yeah, the same scene is in the 50s. Okay. Do they use cold to destroy the, yeah. the 50s one? Yeah. Spoiler okay. alert, yeah. 30 years of freezer design. They still didn't figure still out. Can't fix the gap. But um, yeah, it goes underneath and it kind of gets uh, frostbit and mm-hmm. the blob's like, nah, I'm good. This ain't my jam. And then leaves him alone. It actually leaves some of itself there frozen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. love the way it got crystallized. It actually looks like a crystal. It looks like amethyst. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the priest shows up. He just, he's wherever he needs to be. Yeah. Well, because the priest uh, runs into it as, it as after it leaves the freezer, it goes and crushes Fran and then it goes and crawls into the sewer drain. And as it's crawling into the sewer drain, the priest sees it in the street and he's like, oh, sweet, merciful God. God, what have you bestowed upon us, oh Lord? And um, then he goes inside to see if everyone's okay or what happened inside the diner because he saw that's where it came from. And that's where he finds a little piece of crystal and he puts it in a little jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to take a souvenir home. That priest <laughs> must have been hanging on by a thread. Like, because he sees the blob and just snaps. Uh, so I'm guessing he wasn't on firm footing. 
He's a proto character of the Lady in the Mist. Oh there shit! Yeah, exactly. especially at the end. What yeah. The, oh, you said a Frodo. I was like, <laughs> I'm not making this connection. <laughs> okay. Proto. Proto. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and Frank Darabont did the Mist, so mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. connection maybe. I like it. Possibly the Darabont universe. Yeah. yeah. Was there any uh, priest business going on in the '50s one? Uh, I don't recall a priest at all, and I really just watched the movie like last night again just to re- refresh myself. But no, I don't recall a priest. Feels at all. like it'd be too subversive for the 50s to Yeah, it was literally mostly just cops, parents, and kids for the most part. Okay, just add a little bit of that flavor, that Darabont flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little razzle-dazzle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flag and Meg are like, let's get the F out of here. Let's go. I got a bike. We can leave town. Let's just get the fuck out of here. And so they go to get the bike and yeah, they end up in the woods. And as they're like getting the motorcycle, um, I guess they just have a motorcycle, not a bike. It's like a Schwinn or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but they're getting that and then like a helicopter flies over out of the like, you know, the trees and you think it's maybe something like coming to get them. But no, it's just the government is suddenly all over the place with bright lights. Like, how did you miss this? You're in the dark woods. But um, yeah, the government is there and they're in white containment hazmat suits. And that's when we get introduced to Meadows, our head scientist person. I don't know what the fuck. No, what? head scientist person. You got okay, it. Okay, yeah. thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, no, he, he, when he's talking to them, he's like, hey, don't rough them up too bad talking to Megan and Flag. And he's like, we're actually a government-sanctioned biological team. We're here to find out what has crash-landed and figure it out, right? And then he, he runs a whole story that, man, I absolutely love to picture in my mind is that, well, you know, a meteor took out the dinosaurs, right? And I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine <laughs> if we had a blob show up and eat all the dinosaurs? I'd love that movie. Okay, I thought actually, that's what he was going go. for. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was his like whole thing. I was like, yeah, maybe the dinosaurs didn't get killed. Maybe the, an alien monster got them. Yeah. Was that what he was saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> More or less saying, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Blob ate all the dinosaurs. You know what killed the dinosaurs? I was like, wait a minute, Dr. Meadows. There wouldn't be any bones. <laughs> My note here says like, okay, I'm with you. I'd like to read more from your pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, But he's, he basically instructs that uh, Brian and Meg have to go back to the town and be in quarantine, more or less. Yeah. He's like, hey, just to be safe, you know, because he's being a real nice guy. He's being like, hey, let's treat him with respect. Let's be cool. And then uh, Flag is like, nah, fuck that. I'm out of here. And they try to leave. And then like a bunch of the scientists do like block them off and like you're not going anywhere get in the van yeah he switches like all right yep. nice didn't work well now we're just gonna muscle <laughs> we you tried the there. carrot now we try the stick and so they get in the van and they're gonna drive uh megan flag back to the town and as they're doing that that's when flag's like i'm getting out of here and she's like we're just going back to the town calm down no she's like i have to go back my brother and my family is still yeah, in the yeah, town. But she's definitely being cool about this whole thing. She's like, yeah, we're going back to the town. So but, we cut to a movie theater. Yeah, this scene's so great. Got good. <laughs> no, go for it. And Meg's brother, Meg's brother's Fred. Duh. Eddie and whatever Meg's brother, Billy. Billy Loomis, I don't know. Yes, the kids, sweet. yeah. The kids. It's definitely not Billy. (laughs) (laughs) The kids are at the movies and they're watching the garden killer or whatever. And it's, I want to see this movie so bad. These two kids are, it's a movie and a movie. These two kids are making out. And this woman's like, what's that guy doing over there? He's looking at us. And he's like trimming some hedges. And the guy's like, oh, he's just trimming hedges or something. Like, wait a second. He's wearing a hockey mask. It's not hockey season. Please. More of that. It is the worst, like, knockoff Friday the 13th you can imagine. Yes, I want to watch that movie. Yes. Yeah, big time. <laughs> and so there's some douchebag behind him, the kids, talking throughout the whole movie or whatever. And uh, we see him just sort of get 
yeah. sucked up. Hot Rod Tommy, basically the dude with the handlebar mustache and the baseball cap. And he's all classic like... small town redneck. Kind yeah. Of and he's all like, watch this. She's going to get picked up by yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the monster. Oh, man. She's going to totally run in that room. And the kid's like annoyed, like turn around like, bro, could you be quiet? And he's like, shut the fuck up, little kid. <laughs> and it's like, damn. He's but, like Mr. T from Rocky. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come here, mama. Come yeah. on down here. I'll show you a real man. <laughs> I love that the other kid's wearing headphones too the whole time. So like, how does he's he hear this guy listening talking? listening to his headphones. Yeah. I mean, make your own soundtrack, I guess. Maybe he's deaf and they never tell you in the movie because, you know. He's ahead of the, he's the got... two screen curve. He's like, he's got one, one thing listening to a podcast and oh, he's watching. He's listening to the Grave oh, Talk yeah. podcast as go. he watches yeah. Springtime Killer or whatever there's, the name of the movie your, is. Your right there. <laughs> Someone passed along a riff track, but back then oh, it was okay, on cassette yeah. tape. Cassette so, tape, yeah. yeah. I think it's Eddie and Kevin. Eddie and Kevin. Okay, why sure. not? This whole time, <laughs> Kevin sounds right. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you took the time to look that up. That's yeah, a yeah. real '80s name, so it works for me. Yeah. But yeah, so as that's happening inside the projection booth, uh, the guy is up there like, "Man, it's sweltering up here." And is it hot in projection booths? I'm assuming it is, right? It's got to be. You got that machine running. You got all the hot air coming out of that. Yeah. The uh, AC's broken, but you find yeah. out that the blob is in the AC vents, and it just totally fucks this guy up. Yeah, uh, poor this dude. Is, this is actor Frank Collison. He's also a character actor that yeah. shows up in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know him from Doctor Quinn medicine woman oh shit you would classic (laughs) yeah hey my mom watched it every saturday i had no choice but to watch it it too yeah what else was on at four o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) yeah yeah he gets wiped out by the blob and so then naturally the projector gets all fucked up and film burns yeah Yeah. i'm sorry film burn effect is one of the coolest effects ever still (laughs) when you see film burn on a screen it's so awesome looking Shout outs Gremlins 2, shout outs Gremlins 1, shout outs The Blob. And so the manager's like, ah, the fucking projectionist. So he storms up in there and a yo-yo falls from the ceiling. He looks up and there's this projectionist all blobbed up to the ceiling. (laughs) Some real Brian Usna type, you know, society level melting person hanging from the ceiling. Like the blob and him were shunned full on. Mm, You were talking about shunting last episode. Yeah, this this one for sure. I can't not get it out of my head. I (laughs) can't can't wait. You can't escape the shunt. I can't wait to be part of a shunt. I'm just (laughs) looking forward to it. Oh, you're in luck. Yeah, well, back to back shunting episodes because the manager gets shunted as well. (laughs) Can we just stop and take a moment and say shout out to yo-yos. You remember how fucking many yo-yo commercials were on in the 80s and the early the 90s? Yeah. Remember the yo-yo man from uh, the Smothers Brothers? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I think you get a, a tape of like yo-yo professional like how to be a real trick I do remember artist. that. Hey, Yes, yeah. that, would, that would be on where you can order, you know, call 1-800-whatever. Don't for, forget the key Simpsons yo-yo episode. You know, sh- hey, question one. for our, our female listeners. Uh, if you were live in the 80s you and you uh, saw a guy uh, <laughs> rocking some yo-yo tricks, maybe he was walking the dog or doing the cat's cradle or whatever, um, did you just get instantly wet? Let us know, because if the yo-yo was that powerful, we need to bring it back. <laughs> if it wasn't yo-yos, it was magic tricks. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm surprised. Slight of hand. <laughs> I'm surprised yo-yo hasn't had a revival we're going on 30 years so the new you know the gen z kids got to be discovering well, we yo-yo spinner so maybe yeah. i think hacky sacks and yo-yos might be due yeah because yo-yo would, would i bet trend on tiktok for sure <laughs> who owns duncan bring him back oh yeah those were the good ones so the blob is now out of the projection booth and is now into the main theater because the redneck jerk who's basically talking to the movie is like oh man blah 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 he gets sucked Slurped. up in the ceiling and like gets killed and then 
Kevin is like, holy shit. And everyone's just kind of oblivious around him. He starts running. But then at this point, the blob falls from the ceiling. And this is the first time we see the blob as a giant monster. As a blob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention, but it is growing. Yeah. Every yes. time it kills, it gets bigger, it seems. It gets yes. bigger and it gets pink, pinker and redder. And angrier. Yeah. And angrier. Yeah. And then it's just chaos. I mean, the blob is just wrecking fools. It's flinging people with its blob tentacles. <laughs> I love when Meg actually shows up or, or somebody comes by in the theater and she like lifts up a woman on the ground and she just like is melted ooze. Yeah, it's Meg. Yeah. yeah. Meg, uh, She's looking for her brother. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. gets back to the, so while this is all happening, Meg gets back to the town with the science people and they had like corralled everybody. And Flag has escaped on the, the trip there. Right. And and uh, she meets her parents, and they're like, oh, what about Ed? And he's like, oh, I thought he's staying at Kevin's house. And Kevin's parents, naturally, are two feet away, goes, I thought Kevin was staying at Ed's house. And they're like, ah, oh, the fucking movie. So they go to the, the one of the scientists, and the dad's like, I'm a taxpayer. You better go find my kid. And he's like, we're working, in, you know, we're working on it. Calm the fuck down. Meg is like, I'm going to, I'm going to skedaddle two times in one episode. Dude, I'm yeah. so spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and she beelines to the movie theater just as this shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. She finds the half melted lady. That, honestly, one of the best effects in the whole movie when yeah. she like lifts that person up and they just stick to the floor. Excellent. Like gum on the bottom of your Ew. shoe or like grilled cheese when there you try you to pull the bread apart. Ooh. A lot of cheese reference uh, in this. A lot of melted yeah. cheese in this. Turns out I'm a blob who likes cheese. Yeah, how right. are we all? <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, the blob is full on monster mode at this point, And she's like, where's Kevin? Where's Kevin? And I think at this point she finds Kevin and they run out the back and the blob is chasing them and they end up going to the sewers. Yes. Well, Kevin gets stuck uh, like the winner that he is. He gets his jacket stuck on a door. Yes. Because earlier his jacket was uh, having trouble unzipping. So as they close the door behind him, (laughs) the jacket gets caught. Have you ever got your jacket caught in a door before? No. No. I think it's Eddie because there's a whole scene where Eddie's mom, while on Valium, says, put on your jacket. Oh, it's 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 October. I can't remember which one's the fuck. Yeah. I don't know who's the brother. Eddie is Meg's brother. Okay. 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 So it's Eddie. Then Eddie, yes. And they can't get the zipper down. And I'm like, kid, just pull your arms through the sleeves and go underneath your fucking jacket. Like, you don't need the zipper. There are so many options. This was really cool, though, because the blob is, like, pushing on the metal door, and yes. it's, like, pushing out the the, um, the screws and the uh, the hinge. It's also, like, kind of oozing Coming under the, the bottom. bottom. And, yeah, it's a really creepy moment. But they get the, the jacket off, and they escape just as the Bob... Bl- the Bob. Just as the Bob... <laughs> just, as, just as Bob Dylan bursts through the door. Uh, the Blob bursts blob through. Blob Dylan. Blob <laughs> Dylan. I'd buy his albums. Bill Murray's What About Blob? Ooh. And then, yes, they, they chase into this. They go into the sewers, uh, as you do. Everything ends in the sewers in the 80s. Yes. We time. always have to go in the sewers, the man. Chuds, the... It made me think that there was a place in my town where I could just go to the sewers and hang out. Yeah. Do you think the acidic <laughs> wash and Jason goes to Manhattan is actually a diluted version of the blob? Oh. There you go. Perhaps. How's that for some it's fucking headcanon, John? Love Suck it. it. That's crossover <laughs> headcanon. That's there two points. It's a Bloboverse. That is yeah. quite the travel distance for Blob to go to California to Manhattan, though. Yeah, the sewer system to. across America yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just one big pipe. Yeah. <laughs> sewers across America. It's a, it's a whole thing in the 80s. Yep. So now they're getting chased through the sewers, and it's this whole, like, kind of, you know, cat and mouse type situation. And they're trying to escape. And, and, and up on the streets, Meadows has decided, okay. They pull up the uh, meteorite. It's actually a satellite. And they, he spills the whole beans. He's like, we sent this bacteria into space. It came back. It's smarter. It's intelligent. Just as we thought. Space made it awesome. 
We're going to win the arms race with Russia now. This yeah. is literally the Fantastic Five member. This yes. is part of the Fantastic Four that never made it home. Hit by gamma rays. Yeah. And the thing, the blob. This is the burst where the coronavirus is what it is. Yeah. You know, well, Mark, I don't want to get Fauci. too technical, but technically, uh, you know, Victor Doom was with them, so he would be the fifth member if oh, he had joined. Sad. So this All would right. be the sixth. Fantastic Six. Yeah. Got it. You just got uh, off nerded by Garrett. <laughs> I almost said Randall Flag. That's from Randall. the stand. <laughs> uh, Flag comes back, came back to the town. He had second thoughts. He's like, ah. Oh. And then well, he hears. Because he, he heard. Well, he, heard he this hears the all woods. this. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, fuck, I better go get Meg. The government did this. They fucked us over. They're responsible. And the thing is, they hear him. As he's, he's he's dropping, and they're like, Meadows is like, get that guy. He's been infected. You know, yeah. like, cl- clearly using that as an excuse just to get this guy, like, put in custody or killed. And so he, he's going to go back and try to let everybody know, like, we got to save the city because the government did this to us. I don't know what he thinks is going to happen. What are they, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's kill the government. Yeah, he, he doesn't really have a plan, but also as a 17-year-old, I get it, like... He, he, he feels the obligation because he now knows that it's not a natural phenomenon to go rescue Meg. So he's on his way back. At the same time, Meadows is like, OK, you know what? We're going to call this town a wash. You know, like <laughs> seal up the, the sewers. We're going to trap this uh, experiment because this is the whole point. Yeah, the sewer system conveniently has three valves that they could turn off that apparently seal off the whole sewer as you know you do. Some real Resident Evil level thinking. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> say that if that were a video game, there's your next mission. You got to go turn off all the valves. Yeah. Right. And he says like anybody trapped in the sewers is expendable at this point. So Flag's like, I got to rescue Meg. So he finds out she's in the sewers. They're cat and mousing with the blob. The blob starts killing some of the government guys. They go down there to like kind of quarantine it, like block off the valves. Yeah. And as they're trying to escape there, there's in a big room with a water well or something like that. And they get Kevin out or Eddie. Eddie gets out. And she's like, Eddie, go run for help. And he's like, I can't leave you. She's like, go, motherfucker, go. And yeah. so he, he runs reverse off. it. He crawls out of a storm drain. And, <laughs> yep. and then she just lets go and falls back into the water. But the government has kind of distracted the uh, the blob by shooting at it with guns, which you think they know better. Eddie gets murked. He just gets yeah, totally eaten say, like, by like, the blob. Kevin, one of the Kevin, best. Or the Kevin. Best the, bl- yeah. the blonde dickhead with the headphones. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They're waiting in this filthy water in the sewer, and they come by a little piece of wood that's got a rat on it going, me, 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 me. And they're like, oh, rat. Look, check out that rat. Is it a rat or roadrunner? <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> My rat and roadrunner sounds the same. So they pass by, and they're, as they're looking for a way out, they see the rat vanish, and, they, and almost like the blob is just going through the water at like 30 miles an hour, and they're like, oh, my God, it's the blob. And that's when it gets Eddie, and they're like swimming around in the water trying to find Eddie, and he pops up like a ghoul. Like, so all you dissolves. keep switching the names, and I'm so confused which kid <laughs> You're it is, right, but sorry. that's fine. One of the kids gets killed. Yeah. That's the point. The, the blonde kid with the headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin yeah. pops out of the water all ghoul style because he's been dissolved by the blob. This yes. is like Poltergeist level scary like yeah. this effect like honestly i was i was dozing off halfway through but i was like i was awake instantly when i saw this and i was like oh <laughs> fuck no that's gonna infect my brain and i was like you did it movie you killed yeah. the kid you killed the kid in the 80s i'm proud of you yes yeah. <laughs> way to go and then that's when uh, eddie escapes to go to city hall and then the blob at some point gets meg's hair and starts yes. like dissolving her hair. As they were going into the sewer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So irrelevant. Yeah. That's in the past. <laughs> but out of nowhere, Flag is in the sewer with his motorcycle, and he's like, yep. "Meg, get on. We're getting out of here." And she's like, 
all right, Brian, let's do this. And so now we have some amazing, and we'll get back to some in just a second, but like we had this amazing, like kind of escape the sewer scene where (laughs) flag is on his motorcycle, riding the walls to get around the blob. Mm -hmm. Meg is like, got her arms wrapped around him. And he kind of looks down like, yeah, lady touch. And I was like, bro, this is not the time, but they get to a dead end and there's one government agent and they basically are going to go up this manhole. And as they're about to escape the, uh, the sewers, and that's the agent when, is just hysterical. Like he, yes. he's, he's useless at this yeah. point. He should have been prepped. He, Hey, you're going to go fight a giant pink blob thingy. My God, it's bigger than we thought. I, I don't mean, know what we're going to do. It's unstoppable. They armed this weakling with a fucking bazooka. <laughs> you think he would know how to use it? Are you saying a government employee is useless in this situation? Yeah, yeah I know. It That's just didn't shocking. add up. It's like, here, here, uh, your second day on the job, have the bazooka. <laughs> like, He's what? like, if you haven't been keeping track, man, we're getting our ass kicked out there. <laughs> Game over, man. Yeah. Game over. Um, but so anyway, they're climbing up this manhole and at the top of the, the manhole in the street, Meadow is like, you know what? They're all expendable. Let's go ahead and close it up. And then um, Flag is like, you can't do this, man. You're crazy. Don't do it. And they put the manhole cover. They park a truck right over the manhole top to keep it from being mm-hmm. opened. Yeah. Um, I do love how uh, Brian Flag runs up to it and hits it with his hand like, it's not opening. It's like, yeah, no shit, bro. If you didn't have a truck on top of it, you still wouldn't be able to open it like that. Right. And Meadows second in command, who's like the military wing of this. And Meadows is the scientist wing of this whole operation. He's like, but I got a man down there. He's like, so? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, then. Meadows becomes a real kind of villain at this yeah. point. The, the change with Meadows is really in- interesting. I enjoyed that. Well, you know what I always say? Scientists are evil. So uh-huh. <laughs> that's why I'm calling him Dr. Felch. <laughs> yes. So the blob is starting to catch up to him in the sewer. Government agent guy's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then Flag goes, hey, you got a bazooka. Cool. Aims it up the pipe shoots the manhole cover. Well, he yells it. at Meadows from down there. He's like, hey, Meadows, <laughs> stick this up your ass or something like that and fires off the bazooka. Is, I was like, how would Meadows hear him down the there? The only part of the movie that I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Well, they sense. had the walkie-talkie thing. Because remember, oh, the yeah, government yeah. guy, he's oh, using, right, he's using right, that guy's, because that guy, the government guy forgot how to use his walkie as well. Yeah, right. So Flag grabs it. He's like, stick it up your ass, baby, or whatever he says. It blows the manhole cover, blows the truck up top. Everyone's like kind of falls backwards up on the streets. But, Meg and flag run up the the pipeline now yeah they climb but i gotta say i don't think you can use a bazooka with one hand he just sort of <laughs> one hand puts it out to his side and it totally works I was like usa, USA. You know it looks cooler that way it so. did look cooler that way but i was like you probably hurt your shoulder pretty bad bro also He's it's about a, to die anyway it's also a pocket bazooka it's not like the full over the shoulder <laughs> bazooka you know but i love still, a good pocket bazooka probably <laughs> at least a two-hand operation that's all i'm saying Most likely. well he's, he's around the corner and he's kind of like got it on, like, yes. through the doorway like oh, I don't want to see it but anyway they climb up out of the uh, Meg and uh, Flag climb up out of the hole and as they get up top Meadows is getting up and he's like that guy's infected shoot him and the government's like I don't know if I want to shoot him and this- out from the corner comes Officer Bill yeah. The one that had history with Flag. And he's like, freeze, Brian. And he's good at Flag. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, I'll shoot you dead if you fucking move, more or less. And he's like, it's not me. Let me tell you a story. Listen to me, Briggs. Think for a minute. Do you suppose an army of guys in plastic suits show up every time a meteor falls? Shoot him. That's a direct order. How do you think they got here so quick? How did they even know what to come? Shoot them and shoot. I'll tell you how. That meteor is man-made. It's some kind of a germ warfare test. They fucked up. Don't try it. They made it happen. And he turns and points the gun at Meadows. And he's like, okay. 
And that, just a good example of how fast misinformation can <laughs> spread in small towns. Exactly. And then things go wrong because of poor trigger discipline. So the blob uh, <laughs> wraps its little blob tentacle around one of the soldiers, who then just starts shooting wildly, uh, clips uh, with the deputy, right? It mm-hmm. shoots his like hat off or something, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and he gets dragged down in the manhole cover and is now blob food. And is Garrett's favorite kill. Yes, Meadows, the machine gun, it's like he's using it as like a, a brace to keep himself from falling down the hole, and it just gets a little yank, and he just, whoosh, like, it's just so, it's so rad. But at this point, everyone's like, okay, we can't stop this thing. It's starting to rumble the ground. It's getting so big, it busts out of the ground, and now we get our classic runaway from the giant gelatinous monster <laughs> scenes that everyone thinks of when they think of the blob. And the worst mat work in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold that against them too much because it was the 80s, but it, again, it was so jarring because the effects of this monster are so like modern times. I wonder, my only thought, and I don't know, maybe like uh, Mark or Leroy, you know, like is this meant to be like an homage to the 50s? Because it looked so out of place and like obviously bad compared to all of the <laughs> other effects of the movie. Or did they just run out of money and they're like, fuck it, backlight it? Like, my understanding is that, so this is, the, uh, they shot a lot of this movie pretty quickly and then I think mm. they also had like a limited time because they wanted to put it out in summer and they didn't wrap up filming until like May Oof. so they only had like so <laughs> God, much yeah, so quick they only had so much time to put it together and I think yeah it's just like a result like it's the end of the movie the compositing's not that good they kind of ran out of time I'm sure I'm sure like if it gets a remastered treatment that'll be fixed up and look amazing but yeah because yeah, oof it stands out yeah even on my like yeah it very stands out even on our, mod- our modern screens it definitely stands yeah. out more I don't know how it was back then but yeah so hope to help wrap this up basically what happens is as everyone's running around meg grabs a fire extinguisher and and shoots at the blob and it's like ooh, it's cold i don't like that (laughs) and so everyone's like we gotta kill it with cold so as the uh, blob (laughs) is chasing them into the uh the city hall they're all barricading themselves inside it's kind of wrapping itself around the building ghostbusters 2 style and um they sing a song uh statue of liberty comes (laughs) up no um what happens is is it's amazing the blob did this first they just totally copied (laughs) it a year later dude everyone's Fight on the so, blob, you know. man. <laughs> Good point. No one saw it. They're like, we'll just do that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Flag has stolen one of the snowblower, slow machine, whatever things they are, and driven it up and is spraying it at the blob. The blob's like, all right, I'm going to mess you up. Flips the truck <laughs> over, and the tanks with nitrous. Is it nitrous or? I think so. Whatever What's makes cold. Yeah. CO2. I don't know. Sure, whatever. CO2 free- is what's in the nitrogen, fire Liquid yeah. nitrogen. Liquid yeah, nitrogen. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's tanks of it. And so as Flag is getting encased in his truck and about to get killed by the blob, Meg runs out and is like, I'm going to basically get him to eat this tank. That'll freeze him. Bada bing, bada boom, we win. What My I- favorite scene in the movies <laughs> is when she like she's like, yeah, I did good. <laughs> she and then, trips? Yep. <laughs> falls over and is just hanging off the fucking tank. She's it's- like, eat this. And then... Pff- she, and it's not like one of those like Hollywood like whoa I'm gonna fall. It's like basically like whoop. She's down. <laughs> she's down and no pomp and circumstance. And so it's basically gonna move its way over and eat her. But she's stuck. Well, flag gets out of the car, grabs her. Boom! The thing blows up, freezes the blob. It explodes into like crystals. And at this point, it's like just piles of crystals in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. It's a dead blob. And I love that one of the townsfolk, just like some no-name guy comes over. He's like, we better get it in the freezer quick. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the guy who owns the uh, shop. Oh, was that Moss? Yeah, that's Moss. Okay, so it was Moss, the guy who gave him the like, we better get set. to the freezer before it thaws out. And I was like, yeah, what happens when it does thaw out? Like, that was what are you my guys going to do with this? Well, what happens now? Keep it in the freezer at all times, I guess. 
Yeah, you can't kill the blob. It has to stay for. You can only stop it. You can't kill it. Yeah, there's, no, there's no finite method to get rid of the blob. Transformer no. style, you drop it into the Marianas Trench and mm. just hope that that gets the job done. <laughs> Except that it'll probably start eating all the fish and everything. <laughs> it's faster in water, I would say. Oh, probably. that's true. It soaks into the Earth's mantle. Yeah. Cracks it. Oh, yeah, what if you just shoot it in the space? It's where it came from. Yeah, Get out of here. It's Jupiter's problem now. We need to put a wall around the Earth to keep the the blob out. build the wall. That's what I've been saying. (laughs) Jesus Christ, guys. So heat has no effect on it, right? No, it loves heat. We've seen fire, uh, like flamethrowers and stuff, get shot We've seen fire. We've seen rain. (laughs) We've seen better day. No, Earth, wind, fire, nothing. (laughs) By the power of September, we will stop the blob. Yeah. It could be music. Oh, be like Mars Attacks. Yeah. It could be like Ghostbusters 2. Well, that weakens it. Doesn't stop it, though. Oh. So they make a key point. I'm going to jump to the 50s film real quick, where they they have to freeze it, you know, to stop it, basically. They realize it's cold, makes Mm -hmm. it, you know, slows it down, and then to the point where it stops it. The movie in the 50s ends with, like, a voiceover of Steve McQueen saying, oh, they're going to ship it to Antarctica (laughs) and keep it there. Literally, that's the plan. Just going to lift the whole thing put it in Antarctica and he's just like well hopefully Antarctica stays cold yeah global so, warming really ruined and then Kurt business. Russell's team finds it <laughs> under the ground that's three crossovers exactly. in one right. episode it's the Bloboverse. yeah three feet over is where the blob was hiding out <laughs> under ice they just missed it yeah. mm-hmm. it was trying to get to that spaceship yeah the movie ends with <laughs> we get a tent revival with our priest okay so wait a minute did I miss something that just cuts right yeah, yeah like let's get it in the freezer and then we cut to this scene in the middle of like the yep. wheat field and yeah. a tent revival. Yeah, which important to note slightly is that the priest gets set on fire at one point. As you say, hard cut to yeah, okay. tent. Yeah, yeah. where well, we got our burnt up priest who is now given one at like a real old school fire and brimstone sermon. The of time like, of judgment is coming yeah. soon. The, the saints and the sinners are all going to get fucked. So <laughs> like, I don't know what he's really trying to tell them. He's like, only the people who believe might die less painfully. More I, or less, yeah. I hated revival week when it rolled into <laughs> town, dude. It meant that I might have to go to church every day. Wait, that was a real thing? Like, yes. Yeah, I'm that was not a real kidding. thing. I was, was like, a movie thing. my parents threatened to take me to church every single day when Revival Week happened every year. And I was like, no. And look how you turned out. Yes. Well, I don't think Catholics do Revival Week, so I missed all that. So what happens if you don't believe and they make you go? Like, if you just talk shit the whole time, do they, like, turn the other cheek and be polite? Or do they actually, like... (laughs) I guess I could have been a real Brian Flag about it, but, you know, I never did. (laughs) Like, God is dead! You know? Boo, get off the stage! That kid's wearing a leather jacket. You think that would not go, like... Tell you what, why don't you end this and come back in three days? You know, <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on your parents, but mostly they double down. Then you just yeah. get more religion. You go to camps and that's, you're a that's project. When the, that's now. when the cracks start showing though. <laughs> yeah. They really bring out the bull whips at yeah. that point. Fix this, save the this three nails, save <laughs> this boy's soul. Ugh. Yeah, your best bet is just stay quiet and power through. So at this revival, he goes back into the back of the tent and uh, this old woman shows up and she's like, you know, Reverend, you keep talking about the end time. When is it going to happen? When's rapture day? And he goes, soon, my pretty soon. (laughs) And he holds up a little jar full of blob that's actually moving around. Mm -hmm. Yep, Mm -hmm. It's the blob he got from the freezer. Yep. And he's going to unleash hell on earth. Or he's just keeping a little pet blob. You know, he just thinks it's cute. Oh, no, I think he's like, when I get a sign, I'm going (laughs) to unleash this 
motherfucker. <laughs> he definitely now, is. Now, was the Son of the Blob, or Beware the Blob, Beware Son the Blob. of the Blob, the 50s sequel, or was it an 80s sequel? Beware the Blob was a a, a sequel in the 70s. Or I think maybe the 68. Okay. That came, was so this movie 50s. never got a legit sequel. This movie sequel. never got a sequel. Okay. There was no plans for a sequel. That honestly just ended it like that. There was, wow. Darabon has said, like, oh, we didn't plan to really make a sequel. If it made money, they would, but they wanted to finish up other things they were doing, and obviously didn't do well. Well, at that point, they had also had like what Nightmare on Elm Street and yeah, shit Nightmare kicking 3, up huge. I mean, things. they yeah. had other focuses. Yeah, Beware the Blob came out in 1972. There you go. Okay, I would actually like to see somebody make a sequel to this. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't had a Blob movie in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because there was talks of doing a remake, but it was going to be a Rob Zombie remake, of course. Well, are you uh, serious? What? Rob uh, Zombie is going to redo the Blob. Rob Zombie was going to do a Rob Zombie uh, remake of the Blob. Fuck yes. With yes, Sherry well, Moon plays the Blob. I'm <laughs> Don't give a shit, man. I would. Could you imagine how wild and insane that would look? A so fucking Rob Zombie. There was going to be like a, a kind of like a you know end of Shin Godzilla thing where there would be blob humanoid suddenly versus blob monster and then of what? course sherry moon is going to be the hero who like stops them i just like to picture in a big blob suit just <laughs> <laughs> she's in a pink trash bag she'd be there and i think it never, you know uh he had done like so many halloweens at this point that he was kind of burnt out on remakes yeah. so he was like nah and then did his own thing he did and, two um, of them yeah, yeah he had done two of them they you know they didn't get well received we don't recall, but well, the first one did pretty good. The first one did the good. Second one second was one not so hot. weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah people like hated it. it. People did not care for the uh, Sherry Moon with a horse in the street no. mom <laughs> shit. His Halloween is still my favorite, so you know. Well, uh, wait, Rob Zombie's Halloween mm-hmm. is still your favorite out of all the Halloweens? Hell yeah! Wow, gee, uh, why is this not the beginning of our episode? <laughs> that is insane. We should have just talked about that for two hours. I See? love that movie, just like the '80s blob. We just brought you back into the episode. Wow, that's know? a wow. That's I mean intense. the red. I think the the Halloween probably has one of the lower hits to misses like ratios out of any of the major franchises. That's mm-hmm. actually a fair statement. That's yeah. That's pretty legit. <laughs> so it's not like there's a lot of comp. It's like yo, know, Rob Zombie. Well, yeah, that. I mean, that's that's got the worst. Does that, that have any hits? It, uh, no, zero. Zero. Uh, hits. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like the first show of the corn? No, go watch it. It's boring. Look, no, I know. Yeah, I, I have. Quickie, so you know, it's coming up. But yeah, Linda Hamilton's. You know, it's cool to see her young and breaking. it. Other than that, though, it is uh, so boring. Okay, all right, I got gotcha. you. Rob Zombie dropped it, and then I think it's just been in like development hell, and like no one's picked it up. There's talk of uh i think the director who was signed on like 2015 died uh, recently <laughs> waited so, so long to make waited this movie. so long and he died recently so it's like now at this point i think there's like a lawsuit of who owns the rights now it's just oh, like geez we'll see i mean it's gonna be a tubi series exactly watch we've got five years until 20 you know 20 uh, 28 you know that'll be a 30 years from the last blob oh no yeah 30 years so we're ripe for more blob exactly <laughs> well i uh love this movie i've seen it twice in a month and i would rate it four and a half stars four and a half wow. yeah i think it's like a perfect drive-in movie it's a perfect popcorn movie yeah uh for the second time this month i'm with mark i'm not full four and a half i'd probably go four but i also really really enjoyed this movie okay i'm putting it at 3.5 i can't go quite that high because there's still a lot of like you know plot problems and just you know lack of you know real substance for me there but i thought this movie was going to feel so long based off the first like 10 minutes of it boom it flies by it's so yeah. good. Like, I mean, it's really enjoyable, but I can't like, again, I save four and five star movies for like classic, <laughs> well-written, breathtaking films. And so I'm not going to throw it up in that route, but this is a fantastic movie. Yeah. 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 I, I'm with Garrett. I give it a three and a half as well. I, I'm leaning towards four, but I, I feel like it's it's not quite perfect enough for me. 
close enough to a four, but not quite. But it is a perfect like late night movie, like you're saying. Yeah. I think I'm also just really susceptible to those outer space meteor movies. I love the stuff. Mm. I love you love the, the drive in flicks, dude. That's true. I love Slither. Giant I'm, monsters. Like you love that shit. Yeah. yeah. And there's, and there's no no shame in that game, man. Love what you love. But yeah, for me, <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't go that high. Yeah, I feel like of the list of movies you just listed, I feel like this isn't even the strongest of those movies. Night of the Creeps. That's a great movie. You know, yeah. Well, that movie's actually pretty slow. Yeah. I love Night of the Creeps, mm. but that movie is pretty slow. I mean, I would actually recommend this movie over Night of the Creeps as a, hey, you should, it's a really good movie. Now, if I'm recommending something I think you're going to have more fun with, thrill me. <laughs> and we can't not mention the final song that plays over the credits. <laughs> My God, what a banger. Oh, do you know the title of that song, Mark? What is it? It's called Brave New Love mm-hmm. by the band alien it's shit dude it's i love such it a fucking crappy 80s hair metal song but it's not even like the lyrics are so bad in that song it's 80s schlock and i love it it was yeah it, it fits really well with the like the pink um the pink uh text over the black yeah. screen and stuff i mean again i had fun with that end song but that song is crazy you said that it's a banger and i was like oh okay all right we got a we got oh. a my sister's a werewolf you know like lon yeah, yeah. cheney in a so bad it's good way not in like oh i'm gonna go buy this right now on itunes way but there I is a, know there is yeah. a blob song yeah, right the 50s yeah. movie has the blob song that we all know the the beware the blob and it's funny because i feel like that's the that's the better song obviously <laughs> of the two movies i'm so not gonna argue with you it's your know. it's your favorite kind of song when it tells the story of yeah. the movie yeah. in song I, it was before rap but yes i, I love a good recap if we, story if only we song. had a you know rap oh. version of the blob song or if only su- sammy davis jr had come out and be like <laughs> pay attention you groovy cats i'm surprised 88 was prime time yeah it was a good golden age hip-hop yeah, yeah and uh, they would have done this kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, but we weren't really getting movie recap. That was early 90s when yeah, we started getting true. like Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. It wasn't until like When was the Freddy rap? <laughs> Freddy rap was early 90s. That was um, early 90s. Or yeah. late, no, late 80s, like 89. It was Fresh Prince, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Nightmare so, on My Street. Yeah, so that would have been 88. That was I mean, a right movie before. recap, but yes, it was along that. They uh, could have had a blob rap, man. Really. They could have. also an unlicensed recap. Yes, exactly. Mm, true. Well, that was actually an original story. They yes. came to his neighborhood. It wasn't a retelling of the movie. Yeah. Oh. If you recall, he slapped Freddy just like, yeah. no. As you do. <laughs> Didn't the Fat Boys do a horror movie rap too? They did. They, they did. did. Yes. They did. And that was actually mid 80s. So yeah, they mm. missed out. A real opportunity. Also unlicensed. Well, they ran out of money in time, guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're like, well, LL, what are you up to? He was like, don't call me. Lose my number. Until, you, until you're making a movie about a shark, lose my number. Dude, it would have been some group of people that, ra- yeah, it would not have been LL. It no, would have no. been some offshoot that we never heard about who. Blob did, said, not one you person out. was like, partners in crime yeah. or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, but, <laughs> I think they're on the Ninja Turtle soundtrack. B to the L to the O to the B. <laughs> like, that's how they rap back then, so... Well, it sounds like four recommendations at oh, the table. definitely. I would recommend it, but only because the scene where he <laughs> is running away from the government, jumps over the bridge, makes it this time, a truck flips upside down, a helicopter's right behind him, it's nighttime, there's an explosion, and he leans back to the camera and flips him off. <laughs> Loved it. We didn't even talk about that scene, but I, when that played out, I was, I was like, oh... I want to know how much this shot alone cost. Enough. <laughs> Eight million of their ten million yeah. budget. <laughs> yeah, definitely recommend this movie. Any other lingering thoughts? Any gelatinous ideas in your head that are oozing out of your mouth? I'll share this actually. That's really fun. So uh, the scene where everyone runs out of the theater in the fifties run to circle back, there literally is like five minutes of blob footage in the original fifties movie, and that's going to be when it lands, the theater scene, and then towards the end. 
at that theater they filmed at, um, the 50s one, they do a blob fest every year. They're actually going coming up. So hopefully Grave Talk makes it out there for a road trip. That um, sounds pretty cool. Is that yeah. in Louisiana or where'd they film it? That's in Pennsylvania, I think. Oh. So so kind, kind of farther drive. It's out of our travel budget, <laughs> yeah. I think. You have two kids, Leroy. That's gonna, true. Gonna yeah, I'm going to fund the trip with these children. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, Blob Fest is coming up. Uh, apparently they they show the original movie and then everyone runs out of the theater just like in the movie and they have like a vendors and stuff and that's cool. it's supposed to be a fun thing so you know it'd like, be cool you know in the, those hamster balls that people can get in <laughs> i want to blob one of those blob ball yeah, yeah. Right. well that sounds fun well leroy thank you again for joining us it's been a while we'll see when we can get you back um maybe we'll let you pick a movie this time yeah i'm i'm glad to be back uh we've listened to a lot of your podcasts while driving these babies around to get them to nap so and they would nap so you know putting babies to sleep you know so we're known for <laughs> grave dog right to sleep <laughs> yeah what's the opposite of thrill me that's what we do <laughs> bore me yes. all right well garrett what do we got coming up next time our next flick is a john choice so it's a good one. So I don't know if it's necessarily a horror flick, but I guess you could drop it in that pantheon. We're doing American Psycho. Oh, hell yeah. The Christian Bale vehicle. It's a slasher film. It's it definitely got some slasher-esque to it. You I'm going to listen to a lot of... Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Absolutely. But only his early stuff, or their early stuff, I should say. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to that. I haven't seen it in a while. But anyway, so the next episode is American Psycho, and after that, we will probably be doing Insidious 5. Oh, boy. The Red Door. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Guess I have to watch Insidious 2 through 4 now. <laughs> I will be dressing up as Tiny Tim, and I will bring my ukulele. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, listeners, have you seen The Blob? Why don't you let us know what you think about it on our social medias? We got a Instagram, a Twitter, and a Facebook. You can find everything we're up to at thegravetalk.com. Do you have any recommendations or cold open ideas? We're happy to hear from you. Let us know. Until then, get American Psycho watched, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.